Attention all wrestling fans, get ready for the ultimate fan experience at the WCBS WrestleMania Fan Meetup in Los Angeles, California from March 30th through April 2nd. This event will bring together the biggest event in wrestling and your favorite podcast, as well as diehard fans from all over the world. This is the perfect opportunity for fans to connect and celebrate their love of the sport as well as their love of us. So mark your calendars, grab your tickets, and get ready to suck it and join us live. Don't miss out on the ultimate fan experience of the WCBS WrestleMania Fan Meetup Weekend in L.A. And if you're not a wrestling fan, there will be other YouTube creator events, including a trip to the brand new Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios. So listen to World Class Bullshitters Live for more updates and for more information, email worldclassbs at mail.com. Thebestmail.com, jabroni. The following is a world-class Bullshitters exclusive. Welcome to World-Class Bullshitters, the epitome of pop culture. I'm your host, Jeff Hicks, and with me tonight is the one, the only, Dion Green. Baby, baby, boys and girls, children of all ages, go fucking green. Dude, that's where my heart's been all week, man. Go green, go white. Um, Folks... We don't usually cover that stuff, so we don't want to get into that. But Michigan State, man, you stay strong. I can't believe yep. that happened, dude. Amen to that. That shit was fucking, it was absolutely crazy. All I could think about for a fucking day. It's like you hear about this thing, these things, everyone's terrible. You always feel terrible. But it's like, for me, this is the closest way it could ever hit home. I don't have kids yet, so I'm not in fear of that. But I'm just so disappointed. Right. Yeah, so. man. Sorry, Nick, your intro got buried. Uh, let's say hello to the last standing Samoa. Big Rig, Nick, you damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget about the other, the other guy on the fucking uh, show. I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we literally forgot about the other guy from the show. Don't worry. So there you go. <laughs> now, folks, uh, Kendo's sick this week. Yes, Coach Kendo uh, celebrated too hard from the Super Bowl. So he will be back. Uh, next week, or maybe late, late in the show, if he's uh, randomly hearing this. But uh, there oh you go, god, Kendo. that 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 fucking drunk Facebook Facebook call. Yep, I was yep, I was too dude. drunk to be in it myself, or oh else I'd answered the call. Oh, dude, yeah. he's like he's he's so drunk. He's smoking he's smoking a cigar. His wife is like, "Why are you? What, what, don't bring that in the house." He's trying to show off the kid and everything. I'm just like, dude. yep. He he's getting yelled at by his wife, talking to us, showing <laughs> off the kid. He's just constantly in the background yelling at him. I was like, "Yep, he has ascended." <laughs> it was it was interesting because you know because yeah we we heard like he got super drunk because of you know he thought they were gonna lose and then like they fucking came back and like he got even more drunk just cause. Yep. <laughs> Glorious stuff. Fucking wonderful. Fucking wonderful. Uh, now, Nick. Speaking of wonderful, we're going to start this week's show by saying hello to our wonderful members who joined the WCBS membership program. So, hello to our wonderful members like Joseph Bienowicz, Shrebels08, uh, Adama's here already. Uh, we also have Xavier to God, who's joined. Uh, ooh, Asado Fortune's here. Hello to you. And, uh, folks, we're going to be giving a shout-out to everyone tonight who's joined our membership program, but we want to say thank you to everyone who has joined. As you guys know, you have new access to new content some of it has been blocked on youtube before but now all of a sudden there it is old streams new episodes certain things you've never been able to see before and we're migrating the patreon content over to youtube so be on the lookout for that as well as new things coming as well i'll give you guys early access behind the scenes look everything that you guys want from wcbs so just 
you know, join our membership program. There's three tiers, and we load them full at each tier. The $5 tier, which is, look, it's cheaper than a dozen eggs these days. So if you join at that level, you get yourself access to exclusive member streams, the chat, the polls. You get access to our awesome emojis with art by me. Like, it's it's awesome. So do it. Get a membership. And, uh, guys, when we reach our certain goals behind the scenes, we're going to get ourselves some members-only jackets. So, uh, folks, be on the lookout for that when we wear those during our members-only streams. Dean H. Hello to Dean H. He's now a member. Hello, Dean. Thank you for joining the WCVS membership program. We also have our friend Greg Kirby. Greg Kirby has joined. Well, there's Hank Hill. Love Hank Hill. So, thank you for joining, Greg Kirby. We appreciate your support. Enrique Vasquez, thank you very much, friend. Uh, be talking to you soon. And Joseph Bianwich, you are a member of the program, or of the channel, and you requested this. So we'll press this before we get into tonight's show. Jamming! Thank you. Now, guys, we're going to be talking about a few things tonight. We'll start out our show with uh, a little bit of housekeeping, and then we're going to get into the Ant-Man review, and then we're going to talk about a few other things tonight, because Phase 5 has started, folks. We're here. We've entered the quantum realm, and I've seen it. I was there. I saw it all, and it was very underwhelming, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. We're not going to honey-dick you and make you wait very long, because that is tonight's main topic. I just wanted to tell everybody to go to titsandart.com right now to get yourselves a copy of our newest book. Oh, Monster Zero One has just joined the WCBS membership program. Thank you, Monster Zero One. Monster Zero One also got a copy of Tits and Art. He was one of the first people to get it, I believe, back at the autograph level. So thank you, Monster Zero One, for everything. But folks, if you want to continue to support the channel and help us grow, uh, be on the lookout for new things that we're bringing out. Also, members, everybody, eventually. I am getting ready to have an interview with some people that have created a show that we all grew up with and loved. So I'm working on that interview. I already have the date locked in, the recording time. Everything's done. I'm working on the questions. I don't know if I want to make the announcement just yet, but I might want to let members ask specific questions. So mm, the recording happens in a couple of weeks, and uh, it's a cartoon and that's what I'll tell you. And it's a show we all grew up with, we all loved, and it's considered one of the all-time greats. So uh, Nick, Dion, I'll tell you more behind the scenes, uh, or maybe I already told you guys. But be on the lookout, folks. That interview probably drops, I record on the 8th of March, probably drops on the 10th. So join our membership program and find out exactly what you're going to be uh, getting soon. Now, guys, oh, Xavier, I can't tell you yet, man, but I'll, t I'll give you a hint. You weren't born when it, when it first came out, but you'll like it. <laughs> You'll like it. Everybody in the chat likes the show. Oh, man. So, guys, it is time to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. I'll let me pull up an image so we don't just look at the background of the WCBS. Hold on a second. Let me pull this up because this is what the Quantum Realm kind of looks like. I'm going to give you guys a little visual representation tonight. Give me just a, a short moment, but I think it'll pay off. Now, Nick... Dion, we've all talked about loving the first Ant-Man. I don't mean just liking it. That's across the board. This channel, we rank the first Ant-Man top ten, correct? Yeah, no, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's definitely in the top ten because of it being so funny and so good, and you know, Paul Rudd. Um, so Most yeah, man ever. Yeah, yep. yeah. So uh, yeah, we, we we rank it. Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's all in our it's all in our top ten. Some in some in top fives, but you know, that's here nor there. Yes, now. The reason I ask you about that, though, about it is important, though, because Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, 
I had to take a nice look inside myself and think about where I would rank this film. And I'm going to give you guys an official ranking after we talk about the film. So I just got out of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and it was the most inconsequential nothing burger of a film. And I mean that in the nicest way possible, because what I spent two hours and five minutes watching was it amounted to nothing. The setup for this movie was very thin. They're at a family dinner. They, they realize that uh, the daughter of Ant-Man is fucking around with the quantum realm. She's trying to make a radio that goes back and forth. Michelle Pfeiffer wants her to shut it down, so she hits the machine. And then they all get sucked into the machine and the movie starts. Like, that's it. It's like that simple. It's wait, like a cartoon. Wait, I love, I love how that's the MacGuffin for a lot of shit. It's like, I'm going to bang on the machine. And then something bad happens. Oh, my God. Like, that reminds me of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That's what the fuck that reminds me of. You wish this was as good as Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. But it does have giant ants, just like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. So, oh, it, it, so they get sucked into the quantum realm and they get separated. So who are they? There are five people that get sucked into the quantum realm. We'll call them Gold Team and Blue Team. If you're an X-Men fan, you know what I'm talking about. Blue Team is Ant-Man, Scott Lang, and his daughter Cassie. Gold Team is yeah. uh, Hope, Janet, and Scott, or, uh, and Hank Pym. So the Pym family, the Van Dyne, the Pyms, whatever. The original Ant-Man, Wasp, and daughter. And so Ant-Man and his daughter run into a group of mutant rebel people in the quantum realm. Now I was confused because the quantum realm is supposed to be this, like you, you shrink and you continue to shrink. So I don't know where they actually go, but that's neither here nor there. So Ant-Man and his daughter run into the space. It's very Mad Max. It's like a dystopian world down there. And they run into seems, the mutant it, people. It, it seems like they're using quantum ubiquitous, ubiquitously for a lot of like scientific shit. They're just using quantum because it sounds, makes them sound smart kind of thing. Oh. Oh, dude, it is that 100%. And on top of that, dude, this movie is a chameleon film. And what I mean by that is it likes to it blends in with so many different things. There are times when I thought I was watching a Star Wars movie. This movie actually Jesus. steals the climax from The Rise of Skywalker. Like, <laughs> you know how they have templates? I yes. swear they, they pulled plates from the Rise of Skywalker for the climax of this film. I mean, they may have some of the same spaceships in the ending. It was like flipped the camera and it was the same shot. Yeah, that, I mean, honestly, I think I think they were they were probably trying to make this one as cheap as possible because it's the you know the the new the beginning of the new phase. So they could have done that as well. They could have just you know pulled out templates, made things cheap, and just been like, all right, here we go. Well, plus Dude. You know, Disney with them technically they're not stealing. We're just using our same shit. Yep. Yep, My just walking, exactly. walking across the office, getting some other things. Yep. Hey, uh, hey, John, can you send me the files from uh, The Rise of Skywalker? I need to put them in Ant-Man real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I got you, Dave. Yep, yep, I got <laughs> Let me some real quick. Hold on, I might have to send you a couple emails because the file's too big. <laughs> oh, thanks. Just let me to the Dropbox, dude. I'll download it on off the server myself. <laughs> put it on the main server, bro. Put it on the main server, right? Put it in the fold. <laughs> put it. Put it in the uh, in the, in the in the in the you know in, in the folder. The one we always the use for all of our reports? stuff. Yeah, man, I got oh, my yeah. one. I went with Kathleen this afternoon too, so gotta get this shit figured out. <laughs> put it in the definitely finished. Holy shit, it's finally done folder. Okay, put it in that folder. All right. 
Oh, that's where Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania live. Like, holy <laughs> shit, it's done. I don't know how long it took to make this movie. Maybe three weeks? I don't know. That's the name of the folder right there. That's the name of the entire folder. <laughs> Maybe three weeks? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe three weeks. <laughs> Deadline to D-Day. That's the fucking... Oh, my God. So, um, while Ant-Man and his daughter are dealing with the space mutants, um, Hank, Janet, and um, Hope are... They get taken to basically uh, a dinner. Like, they get taken to this bar, and they go in, and they drink this drink. And what happens in this show, in this movie, is when you drink this goo, they call it, I think they just call it the goo, You be, it's like a universal translator, because they walk into the quantum realm, and everyone's speaking an alien gibberish language. They all drink this shit, and then they all speak English. And they understand, <laughs> and they speak the other language themselves. It's convenient. It's not, it's not dumb. It's kind of clever. It's funny the it's way like it actually the, happens. It's like the it's like the fish in um oh the fuck um the fish they put in in in, in somebody's ear in that fucking book. I forget the goddamn name of it. I mean, um, they put an earworm in him in Star Trek too. Poor fucking Chekhov, dude. Well, no, the the forty two and towels and shit like that. I forget. Hey, the fuck. Chekhov, Chekhov lives. That, that other thank captain, you, what's thank his name? You. Captain Francis. His black ass don't make it. Oh, poor thank dude. you, thank, thank you, chat, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I just, I went blank on that, but yeah, that, that's what it sounds like. But it's a fucking drink, so. Yeah. So you meet uh, the the blue team of the Pim Van Dyne and everybody else. They run into Bill Murray at this bar, and Bill Murray uh, <laughs> is this old freedom fighter, and he and Michelle Pfeiffer used to bang. That's the joke. <laughs> Wait, in the quantum realm, when they're really tiny. Yes, they were fucking in the quantum realm, and the whole joke what? is they're trying to they're trying to cuck out Hank Pym the whole time, like, oh yeah, I used to fuck your wife, <laughs> and Bill Murray kept like looking over and winking, and Michelle Pfeiffer's like, oh whatever, don't talk about it, and you know Michael Douglas is just like, Ugh. it's just like a dumb fucking pointless scene, but they do rectify it. It's so dumb. That's so fucking dumb. Oh yeah, when your when your when your life when when your wife was the size of a cork particle, yeah, we were fucking. <laughs> Well, it's funny, though. They give him his, like, return because she's like, I'm sorry, I was gone for 35 years. I had needs. He's like, oh, I had needs, too. Her name was something. We went out a couple times. <laughs> it didn't work out or something. Like, he, like, dropped it on her right away. So it kind of, it, it was a whatever scene. It was stupid. It wasn't funny. But anyway, long story short. I mean, that makes me sad because it sounds like Bill Murray was fucking wasted almost. He was. That's, he, yeah, that's terrible. It's terrible. He was, it, was a, he was, it was the worst Bill Murray cameo ever. If you think of the Heights of Zombieland's cameo and you think of the Ant-Man and the Wasp and Quantumania um, cameo, it's like night and day difference. One is an all-time great. You think of cameo, like, holy shit, they knocked it out of the park, a fucking home run. This is a strikeout, dude. There's a fucking swing in this. This wasn't funny at all. And so, thankfully, it was a very short scene. Bill Murray wants to turn in the Van Dyne uh, Pym family to him. Who is him? Who is he? Kang the Conqueror. He's the shadow villain. So for the first hour, he's talked about in name only. And this movie really goes nowhere. So for the next however many minutes, Hank and that team are on a spaceship as Janet gives exposition. And and the whole time that's going on, Scott and Cassie... They're dealing with MODOK. They get kidnapped and captured by MODOK. And I swear on my life, I have never seen shittier CGI. MODOK is the thing of nightmares. And it's not like the design, I didn't know what I was getting. They they took the actor's head and just stretched it over a CGI model and like 
I don't think they finished it. It was like a different resolution. It didn't look good. It didn't have the right depth. It was like just taking a picture and stretching it in Photoshop and fucking with the perspective. Like, it didn't work at all. And they kept showing his face constantly. He wore like a war mask and it was okay looking. But then he would pop it off and he looked hideous. It looks like a testicle. It was fucking gross, dude. <laughs> By the way, according to Google, uh, Ant-Man is two hours and five minutes. So I would like a refund of my life, please. It was... That was dumb. But... Moving on. So, they, Hank and Cassie, or sorry, Scott Lang and Cassie being kidnapped, Kang's like, look, I need you, and I'm an, or else I'll kill your daughter. So, basically, Kang needs Ant-Man to go subatomic in the quantum realm, I guess it can go even smaller now, to repair the ship core that Janet had destroyed. Because Kang's ship, is controlled neurologically. They call it like neurokinetic or something like that. And so, <laughs> sure, okay. Along in the past, during a flashback, they show how Kang had crashed his ship in the quantum realm, and Janet was stuck there, and they form a friendship, and she helped him rebuild the core of the ship. It took them however many years to do it, but they did it. And so, as she goes to put the core in the ship she sees the connection to his mind and it tells her what a bastard he is, how he's conquered the universe and the timelines and all the murders, how he's killed trillions of people. And so she shrinks down in the quantum realm. I didn't realize how dumb this is when I, when I was watching it. She shrinks down, turns into the wasp and like breaks the core by putting those, um, those little discs that make things go big and small. She puts that on there and like destroys this core. And so Basically, it starts a huge war because Kang is now powerful because of her help, and it ravages the quantum realm and turns it into a Mad Max scenario where he's, you know, a Morton Joe or some shit, and everyone else is trying to rise up and fight. And visually, this looks like Star Wars. Folks, if you think I'm jumping around, this movie jumps Jesus. around. Kang's empire, he has stormtroopers. They, you talk about stealing templates, $5. They took the template from Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, because... The shots they show of Kang's army are literally ripped from the ending of Episode 2 and you see all the clones line up and the ships come down and it's really yeah. fucking cool looking. Yeah, yeah. They copied that. One to one. <laughs> These characters are just as stupid as Stormtroopers. They oh have weird God. distorted voices. They get stabbed. They get blown up. They're like just a dime a dozen, man. Nobody, there are no stakes in this movie at all. And so... So they all sound like they're from New Zealand. Gotcha. They, uh, the one alien does. They ripped off the fucking Korg voice. They, it's God. not Tekka with TD, but <laughs> oh it's the God. same shit. Oh, so, uh, Ant-Man is forced to help Kang, and he does. So he goes sub-sub-subatomic into a probability storm. And so what <laughs> happens in a probability oh, storm, God. Nick... Could you? Would you like to tell me what a probability storm is off the top of your I, head? I, I don't know what it is, but I want you to tell me because I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on pins and needles now, Jeff. Okay, so a probability storm <laughs> isn't actually like a storm. What it is is it's when you replicate because you become all these different possible scenarios all at once. So Ant-Man's standing there, and he multiplies into two. Um, like a, Was it like how the mitochondria and shit split like we learned in grade school? He just kind of becomes two. And then... Yeah. He, I thought, 
they were going to do something brilliant. I thought they were going to pull an Evil Dead, excuse me, an Army of Darkness, where it was going to be good Ant-Man versus evil Ant-Man, maybe some slapstick comedy, maybe something iconic and classic, right? No, he just multiplies again, and they become like a billion different Ant-Man. And they all try to run at this core, and they keep like being disintegrated, their arms rip off, they, th- they turn into threads and disappear, and then they decide that they're going to work together. So they form like an ant chain. So all these little ant men become like ants. And they <laughs> oh help my God. ant men oh, get geez. up to the core. And he goes to throw his little disc on it to make it expand. And it doesn't work. And it blows him back. And then all of a sudden, the wasp shows up to save him. And they fly up to the core together. And they repair it and go back to the big, you know, the normal size in the quantum realm. Wow. There are like four different levels of shrinking at the quantum realm. But I digress. So Kang appears. Kang wants to kill them, take the core, and kill the daughter. But they're not going to allow that. So anyway, Kang takes the daughter anyway and takes Janet. Um, the daughter escapes from prison herself. She rescues the warrior princess of the nomad mutant people. And it they send out a signal from Kang's base and all of the refugee mutant people storm the castle like the end of the living daylights where the Mujahideen attacked the Soviets or like at the end of like it's like the end of Return of the Jedi or the Rise of Skywalker when the indigenous people all come up to fight the Empire it's the same fucking ending and it's literally like the plates from Rise of Skywalker are used all those ships remember that shot from the Rise of Skywalker and it's like a sea of uh, five ships that just they just repeated a bunch of times that's yeah. what this is all of a sudden randomly these spaceships just appear to fight and save the day at the right zero hour deus ex machina style just like the rise of skywalker and so you have that go down meanwhile ant-man's trying to save uh fight kang and save the quantum realm and all this shit and so um he beats kang by oh no hold on i'll tell you who beats kang the original ant-man beats kang what happens is hank pym shows up um, he, what happened earlier in the movie when they all got shrunk and sucked into the quantum realm is they sucked in not just them, but it sucked in the, the, the laboratory and everything with it, including the ants. Of so, course it did. Oh, my God. How convenient. Yes. Yeah, so, of course it did, Nick. <laughs> so, in the quantum realm, Hank Pym's ants lived 10,000 years in one day. And so they became hyper-advanced. They became a technocratic society. And then oh all of a sudden... This is the part of the movie that was weird. All of a sudden, he talks about socialism, and he goes, "And they're socialists, and maybe we should." And like every like every character in the movie just stops and looks at him, and he goes, "Anyway, these are my aunts." And like it was this weird like left turn into that, and I'm like, what just happened? It wasn't even funny. And so I was like, "All right, whatever, Ant Man, let's get back to the plot." <laughs> I mean, it would have been funny if he said if he said some sort of like ridiculously long like. Something about you know some some society like that you know pseudo democratic you know libertarian like something something really long and just like meaning meaningless that'd have been funnier than being like oh they're socialists it's like why why is that in here why the fuck did you say that <laughs> yeah that was that was I was just like all right um thanks movie that'd be like you give me a recipe to bake a cake right in the middle of Die Hard thanks for the cake <laughs> but what the fuck. <laughs> So uh, where are we at? Oh yeah, we're we're near the climax. Thankfully, I'm able to get through this movie in a tenth of the time it took me to watch the fucking thing. So uh, the climax happens. They fight Hank, Cassie, and um, 
everyone else get sent back to the original realm and Scott uh, stops Kang and so they have this big battle and Kang is about to run and jump through the portal but the wasp comes and saves the day at the zero hour and Kang gets sucked into the power core and dies essentially and so you see that Hank and Janet or sorry excuse me Scott fuck it Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly are stuck in the quantum realm and they think like oh they're gonna start this new society or whatever they look at the domain that they helped capture and then all of a sudden the daughter just comes and saves them and everything's fine like there's no stakes there was no nothing <laughs> um you're never on the edge of your seat like oh man did Paul Rudd die here no you know Ant-Man's gonna come back it's it is what it yeah. is yeah every, everybody loves Paul Rudd if they, if they kill him they're gonna have a serious problem uh so that's not gonna happen so yeah and so, after that happens, they all get sucked back into the real world, and they... What happens? Sorry. Nothing really happens after this. The movie ends. They get back to the timeline. Hank's walking around... Or, sorry, Scott's walking around thinking to himself, inner monologue style, Oh, is the day saved? Or is he going to come back at any time? And, you know, you're kind of just left with, oh, maybe. And so, post credit sequences. Let's talk about those. First one is all the different Kangs. Now, I didn't bring this up during the abbreviated review of this movie because I figured you guys would want to talk about this part a little more. This movie rips off Rick and Morty. It is essentially Rick and Morty, the fucking live-action PG-13. Like, instead of the Council of Ricks, it's the Council of Kangs. They have, like, I get it that multiverse shit and... Kang the Conqueror predate Rick and Morty by fucking decades, 50 years plus. But they ripped it off from Rick and Morty. They even have this weird gel slime character that's essentially a Rick and Morty alien. Almost sounds like Justin Roiland's voice. It's really fucking dumb. Like, this movie, it's Star Wars. It's Rick and Morty. It's, it's never its own thing like people compare it to spy kids because this movie is shot with actors on a green screen and they didn't really do much to make them blend in they cut corners i told you guys this off air they shoot a lot of this movie with paul rudd in front of a black background like it's 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 that sparse you can tell that this movie did not have the budget of other marvel movies or let me rephrase that you can tell that this movie cost a lot of money but wasn't planned out properly because it wasn't finished the ants they were not finished. The The animation was not rendered properly. When all the army of ants appear, they're like jittery. They're 12 frames a second while everything else is 24 frames a second. It, it like, you, MODOK doesn't match. These things just don't match. Like, I could understand, like, you know, an older movie like Van Helsing where the CGI sucks across the oh, yeah. board. Oh, yeah. You know, Frankenstein looks bad. The Wolfman looks bad. They all suck. This one, it's like some parts are photorealistic and good. Some parts are shitty and unfinished and but they're all in this product and they it's so jarring and disparate and i've never sat through a movie with a 200 million dollar budget and thought to myself how did this cost so much like this is marvel this is supposed to be the biggest movie of the quarter this is our first superhero movie of the year if this is what we're getting ready for for this year god damn like people lower your expectations like putting pretty much make your expectations flatlined like this movie this thing has no pulse <laughs> I, my theater it was a little early to judge my screening because i went and saw it at three o'clock on a thursday in los angeles so it's a little different than you know seeing it at seven o'clock in, in the midwest when people are off work so i can't judge that 
but not a lot of people were at my screen compared to other movies that I've seen at this time of the day. And I, I just don't really see Ant-Man taking it too far. Like this is not a billion dollar movie. This is not even a repeat watch movie. I don't think I will ever sit through Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania ever again. And I'm not mad. It's not me yelling out and screaming and ringing. It is legitimately the most useless, pointless experience to sit through. Like, you will, if you are worried about the bigger picture, you do not need to watch this movie because Loki Vision, or sorry, Loki told you enough that you need to know about Kang. And that's what I wanted to oh, sure. transition. Loki and Vision got together? I'm sorry, what? Loki and Vision got together for Loki Vision? Yeah, they did. It was a really great crossover directed by Axel Braun. I got a copy if you want. You know those memes? <laughs> I downloaded the wrong Avenger movie? Nah, dude, this is the right Avenger movie. You gotta see it to believe it. Whew. Hell yeah. Dude, he's an android, but whew, you never believe what he can do. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but in the show, uh, sorry, so the Quantum Realm, or excuse me, you have the Council of Kangs. That's the first post-credit sequence. And the second post-credit sequence is the interesting one. You hear Kang's voice, and you see this 1900s-dressed old black guy, and you're like, oh, okay, maybe this is the original Kang. And then all of a sudden... There's Loki looking at him in the crowd. And you're like, oh shit, Loki's there. And you look at Kang and then you look back to Loki and then it cuts over and it's Agent Mobius and you're dropped in the middle of an episode of Loki. So if you do like the Marvel crossover, the never-ending saga, that's the one positive I'll say. The final post credit sequence was good enough to instill interest in Loki and it was good enough to at least make it feel like it used to. If you're chasing the high of the MCU and how fun it used to be, You'll get it out of this scene, but you probably won't get it out of the movie. You, you know, if you're if if money's tight right now and you're thinking about other things besides dropping twenty bucks you to what? go see Ant Man, do that. Jeez, yeah. I mean, I wasn't gonna go yeah, watch it anyways. What'd you say? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Danny, there, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. I was the fucking my speaker died, so it took a second to reconnect, and then I and then you guys are okay. Thank God, I didn't fucking fall out of the quantum mania. I love you guys. <laughs> Dion um, thought Dion thought he was on the quantum realm for a second. Um. Yeah, so that was Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Uh, let me let's get into some of the stuff that uh, people want to know. First off, what would the number score be out of 10? Mm, this is a tough one because I always say a 50% is a failure of a movie. And this is a 50%. 5 out of 10, maybe. I can't go 4 out of 10 because that's putting it near Captain Marvel. And it's not It's not as bad as Captain Marvel. Actually, folks, for as you know, apathetic as my review has sounded, this film is better than a majority of Phase 4. So... By comparison, I would say Ant-Man 3 is better than Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Thor Love and Thunder, and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. If you thought those movies were shit, this is slightly better, but it doesn't fix any of your problems. Now, if you have any of the social political issues with Marvel that you don't like, you know, some of the actors or some of the views or some of the opinions put into these projects, this movie doesn't have that. That's the thing Ant-Man and the Wasp 3 has. Like, it's completely bereft of any of that shit the dreaded w word like if you're really concerned about that kind of shit in your movies don't watch it for other reasons like it's it's free of that anybody that's going to scream about how it is 
no, it's stupid. It's got that stupid line, but it's that. That's the movie. It's there's nothing even to dig deeper on a deeper level. This is not. Oh, can we? Oh man, Kang's bigger picture, or oh the comparison to the real world. Like this isn't a deep Marvel story. Marvel's not deep anymore. There's no parallels. There's no allusions to greater things. It is what it is, and it's a boring five out of ten. Don't watch it if you don't want to feed the beast type of thing. I paid fifty cents to watch it with my Regal Pass, so that's it for me. <laughs> now, yeah, you guys, got any questions for me about it? No, I'm just gonna wait till I go see it. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it just seems like it's it's supposed to be the kickoff to Phase Five, which is fine, I guess. You know, it's um, I don't know. It's just kind of sad that the reminder of you know, Marvel still doesn't have the first quarter of the year part figured out. You know, I you know, if if, if anything, and apparently Kevin Feige recently came out and said, Yeah, you know, we're doing too much shit right now. Um that's that's a direct quote. He said too much shit. Um but <laughs> you know, this is kind of a uh uh I guess a symptom of the problem for Marvel right now. Don't get me wrong, I'm still gonna it's it sounds to be honest, it sounds like I enjoy it because you know we th- this is where Marvel wanted to be, but yeah, I mean it's just kind of it's just kind of sad that you know it's another reminder that yeah you know this isn't Phase One, you know it's not even Phase Two or Three, you know it's just you know they're 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 pumping shit out, it's quantity over quality right now, and you know hey that's you know just kind of a pain in the ass, but you're like eh, it's still a, a movie has a beginning, a middle, and an end, fuck it. <laughs> I just like your. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's uh, always great too. Is like, hey, you got a beginning, a middle, and end. You're a five out of ten. Like, you know, <laughs> you, know you, you 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 get half of the job done, and you know, hey, still a failing grade by school standards, but hey, it's a it's a fifty percent. Good good job, kiddo. It's so weird to see that Paul Rudd is a superhero because it's Paul Rudd that makes this movie get that five out of 10 because Paul Rudd's great. Like performance wise, I'll be honest, everybody does a good job. It's there's no bad acting. Uh, Evangeline Lilly's good. Michael Douglas is great. Michelle Pfeiffer's great. Paul Rudd's Paul Rudd, which is greater than great. The kid's great. Like everyone's fine. There's no bad characters. There's no rule. And like Modoc's annoying as piss and he's ugly to look at. So like the humor. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. The real villain of this movie is the writing, dude. Like, she, the daughter of Hank, or the daughter of Ant Man's like, yo, don't be a dick. Literally, her line is to uh, Modoc, don't be a dick after she beats him up. And so he, like, throws himself into battle. He's like, I won't be a dick. And then, like, gets blown up and dies. It's, like, so. <laughs> what the fuck? Un- that's it's, that's kind of funny. Like, like, you know, if you know, you, you take Marvel for where it's at right now. It's like, that's, you know. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like something Batista's character in fucking um, Rangers Galaxy 3 would say I won't be a dick and then just jumps into fucking battle it sounds like something yeah, oh man like they just you know it's the equivalent of what's his name in She-Hulk like you know like you know you guys know you would own me like that's just, like, that's just it's a very face value joke uh, again you know that's just, you know Mar- Marvel's like we just want to be in everyone's living rooms so let's come up with the most safe Kind of like it, it counts as a joke in the movie, 
we're going to have to go the safe route. I won't be a di-. And then boom. Like, a kid's like that type of humor. It's like an AI writing a joke in a movie. Which, you know, it's kind of funny. And, it, and, it, and that made me laugh. I'm like, okay, Marvel. Like, giggle, giggle, bitch. No, I got it. I got that joke. I I want you to watch it and tell me what you think when you hear it in person. I'll let you, you know, we'll talk then, man. For sure. No, for sure. I, 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 if anything, this makes me more excited to see it, even though I have ulterior motives due to my lifestyle and online show that I'm a part of. But they count. <laughs> that sounds more nefarious than it should. Yeah, it does. It sounds terrible. No. No. It doesn't sound that bad, guys. At least I'm a lord. Yeah, it's... it's it, those it, those it, are it, my it, two side pieces being <laughs> dramatic again. <laughs> oh man i need some drama after the flat movie i just watched um <laughs> if this is honestly if this is what marvel if this is their new standard man is that disappointing because i you would expect them to always be finding new ways to be engaging or entertaining like even if you couldn't afford to make the most expensive marvel movie visually tell a good one these scripts, the writers cost a fraction of what it costs to light the digital world. So just get a good writer. And and here's something controversial. Get some of these guys that wrote the comic books. Some of those guys could give some great ideas. You don't need to use them one-to-one. Get some more finishers. Get some polishers you know, on those scripts. But get some good ideas out there. You guys are really pulling from the weeds. Well, nothing good. Then I, th- yeah, I think it also, I, I think it's also Disney's detriment that you have these com- you have these comic properties and they're all given to Disney, which like the highest rating they'll go to is a PG thirteen. Like I think that's also detriment to them. It's like they won't go tonally darker because of you know the company that they're in, the company that they are. Um, and I hope that DC kind of embraces the you know the adult stuff and the R and things like that and goes towards that tone a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but that's where I think that's where Disney's losing now is that. Everybody who started in 08 with these movies has gotten older and has been like, well, it's the same, like, you know, brightly colored kid shit that's we had in 08. We need, you know, we need more. We need something different. We need, yeah. you know, a little bit more depth and, and nuance than, than what we're getting with, with this stuff now. Yeah. Well, you know, Disney is, Disney is, Disney is what Joel Schumacher wanted to, that's what he wanted Batman and Robin to be. Like that's what that's where Marvel is right now. Like, hey guys, calm down. It's a comic book movie. You know, it's it's very which again, you know, that's because they are owned by Disney. You know, Disney's just not and it sucks, you know. Outside of actually losing a lot of money, you know, especially sadly since Avatar fucking two is making a bunch of money, you know, they, they don't have any incentive to do that. You know, I think like I you know, I think Kevin Feige coming out and saying what he said this week, it definitely you know, it definitely adds a little little bit of salt to the entire dish. You know, it's going to be interesting. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens if Ant Man doesn't do really well. Uh, but yeah, man, like they they just they're just doing this generic. Like they like they have the the, the Marvel proper, and it's going to be generic as shit going forward. Like here's Phase Five. We might have we might tickle you with some adult themes, but we're not going to actually go through on them, you know, because we want this shit to go on Disney plus and blah, 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 blah. You know, like, it's like, these things are, are movie in name only, you know, we're, you know, it's like love, like love and thunder. Like it was, 
it was if a AI wrote a Marvel movie, you know, <laughs> and you have this many famous people in it, and you have and they make these cameos and they're funny cameos. They're not they they don't introduce interesting characters. Like it makes you giggle, and then we have the climactic superhero climactic scene, and then boom, we have a fucking end of credits trailer for the next thing and it's just they got the formula down you know disney is the nick saban of movies right now and they just fucking <laughs> plug they plug shit in and it works and on to the next thing outside of when you know you know for them for them she hulk was a gamble they're not gonna fucking go crazy with marvel proper you know and yeah well also this is this is sucks. one of the this is, I think, their second movie releasing in China as well. So this will release in China along with a U.S. release, which was, you know, today. So, Which, you know, hey, and again, that's a corporate thing to do is, hey, we were on a release in China. We still want to, you know, we want to check the boxes in the U.S. We'll make the bad guy black, dude, and then we turn him blue. And then China will be okay with it. <laughs> oh, so... The way they do that, Kang being blue, it's like a weird helmet thing he wears, and like he wears it for about five seconds and then takes it off because we couldn't, you know, tell the actor with it on. I'm being facetious. I wish he'd have kept it on because with the blue face, he looks just like the comic book. I mean, right? I don't care. I didn't know that Kang the Conqueror wasn't a blue guy. When I think of Kang the Conqueror, I think of the old Jack Kirby image from the first Avengers cover. Not the first Avengers cover, but the first appearance of Kang, I believe, is on an Avengers cover. I think back to that classic Marvel shit, and I don't really know what he looks like under there. And so I've always thought of it as a blue guy, and so with weird features. And so when I saw him with the mask on, I was like, all right, that's close enough. I do wonder if China is going to get a cut where he wears the mask the entire time. Probably. Like, yeah. I would love to see that. I would absolutely love. We should we should keep an eye on that for the channel. I, th I think the fans would love that shit for sure. Like, hey, if we can get like a China cut. It would be interesting to see if they keep him blue the whole movie. Or, you know, it's China, so they might be cool with the bad guy being a brother. They're like, yo, those motherfuckers, we don't trust them. No way. Yeah, they would want to murder us in the real world. Because he's dark. <laughs> Fucking black motherfucker, you know. Like I, I could see, <laughs> I could see them having that was that's what, that's what you would call. Oh my god, the China Manland version. You they call it, this is this is <laughs> Ant Man and Wasp Maria, the black motherfucker <laughs> edition. <laughs> uh, hashtag release the China cut. <laughs> release the China cut. Hashtag release the China cut. <laughs> it might be better than the American release. It might be. It might be. It might be shorter too. Five point five out of ten. Yeah. That quality, like man. It's, I don't know, man. It just. It just. You know, I, I hearing that about this movie makes me be like, you know what? I'm excited for John Wick Four. Like, it's just mm -hmm. like, you know, and, it's, it's and John, yeah, John Wake 4 comes out in March, which makes it really like I'm I'm, I'm happy because it's yep. coming out early. I'm just like they they know we want it. They're doing it in March. <laughs> Yep, yep. Well, also, yeah. I think in a couple weeks we get Cocaine Bear, so we'll see how that goes too. Cocaine Bear is this weekend. Is, is it? Yeah. It's, I, babe, is it this weekend or next weekend? Oh, so it's next weekend. So Cocaine Bear is next weekend. Yeah, I'd have gone and seen oh, that over Ant-Man. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, that's that's next weekend. But yeah, like I'm hopeful for that. I hope it's I hope it's fun and ridiculous and it's in a, in a good time. I did. That's really all I want out of it. Um. But hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's good. 
Well, I've seen four movies in theaters this year, and Ant-Man would be at the bottom. And, well, hold on. Yeah, Megan was definitely better. And then, no, Ant-Man might have been better than a knock at the cabin, Nick. We have to we have to do something about that. We'll talk. Look, we'll make some content for the Patreon. Yeah, we went and, uh, saw that. We went and saw that uh, for Valentine's Day. Oh. What you, okay, what do you, you think of Batista? What do you think of Batista? I fucking love Batista's part in it. Yeah, I thought that he was awesome. Like, if anything, Hillary didn't like it. I liked it, but the fact the fact that it was underwhelming was what pissed me off. I yeah, I understand that point. Yeah. Yeah, like he could have he could have went in way more interesting ways, and it was like, if you if you ever want an example of what like if if you if you think back to like damn he was the hottest thing since toasted bread you know what happened to M Night Shyamalan if you want to know what it was watch and knock at the cabin like that <laughs> that's why he fell off like that's why he made Avatar like it's a perfect explanation of what's wrong with that dude. But it's still it's still a good movie. Like I liked it, but it's just like you yeah. you left a lot of money on the table, son. You left a well, lot I mean, of money. Well, I mean, he also yeah, he he adapted a book called I think Cabin at the End of the Woods or Cabin at the End of the World or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I might I might I don't know. After after the movie's really fucking depressing, even though it's, yeah. you know, it's 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 okay. I don't know if I want to read the book. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like I, I don't know if I want to Yeah, it, if anything it's one of those things where you're like, if I read it, I just want to know how much and my Shyamalan fucked up with it. Or, yeah, that's that's really the reason. Yeah, that's the only reason I read it. Because otherwise, I'm like, if this is that book, I'm like, damn, I'm not gonna read that shit. Because this ain't this ain't nothing new. Like it's this is this is hey, take your standard morality film or story told in the film of, about pure morality and then add some bullshit about the apocalypse, and that's this movie. Because it's still like you'll like it, like you like the concept. But the things that he could have done to actually make you give a shit about it, with because you know how the movie ends, he didn't do. Like every opportunity to do something really cool, he didn't take it. But he had good actors and act. He had good actors in it, so everyone does a great job. But it's like, yeah, you kind of you you that is, watching this movie is like that part in Rocky Three, where. Or where where Apollo's like, you don't have the eye of the tiger anymore, man. Like that is a knock at the cabin. Like you like it, <laughs> but it's like you you uh what does Mickey say? You became civilized. Like a knock at the cabin is an interesting idea with M. Night Shyamalan, but that bitch became civilized and it's not as cool as it could have been. Yeah. yeah. I thought the happening was better than a knock at the cabin. Oh my god. <laughs> At least it's stupid. It's and not, I, can't laugh I mean, I will. Well, yeah. I mean, well, no, it's no, no. So... And, and, and I, I, I understand why you think that because like shit actually happens in the happening. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I can at least laugh at it. Yeah. There's yeah the ridiculous things happen especially with fucking Mark Wahlberg who's like hey guys what's going on like that whole thing no. he does like it's it's funny. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm knocking the cabin. I don't know. Jeez. That's... I watched it because I was bored. <laughs> That's really why. And I was like, well, shit. Yeah, yeah I was I, bored I, watching I watched it. it. I, was like, I was like, child Asian girl? That, that has to be a good movie. And then I watched it. I was like, I mean, could have been she, I mean, she does an amazing job, too. I was really yeah, surprised she's awesome. Her. Holy shit, man. I love all what the, all the actors do. I just, you know, I feel, you know it just sucks. I, I feel like you he wasted... A championship roster. Like he had some people that could have done some awesome stuff in it, 
and they did really well but you know the like every way you think the movie's going to go it goes like it's not well, i mean no no chances yeah you know, his nothing. last his last real good one was split like split was fucking amazing yeah um glass <laughs> oh sorry sorry oh no, no 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 you're right you got me you got me old was really good old was actually quite good but th- but it seems like it's always the other one because he did he did split and then he did glass and glass was glass had so much fucking like potential that. and as you, you yep. said a lot of things left on the table mm-hmm. and then he did old old was really good because it was just like it was extremely different in everything everything that he had done with it and then you have um in a knock of the cabin i think every other one now is going to be his his good one yeah that's going to be his thing is up oh, the last one was good this one's going to be fucking a disappointment Oh, last one was a disappointment. It's just gonna be good, bitch. Let's go see that M Night Shyamalan joint. Yeah, yeah. God, I, I just wish I wouldn't have seen that movie. We'll we'll make content because I want to talk about some of the elements, some of the. What was the what was it trying to say that like their love was so pure or that pure love needs to be destroyed to save humanity? It was there was a lot going on in that. No, there was. No, I don't no, think yeah, knew what he was trying to say. There's yeah, there's a lot. Well, I think he did. I, you know, I, this is not the first time that he's dabbled with religious elements. You know, because he did Devil. You know, and I really really like Devil. Yeah, well, he, um, yeah, he did Devil. And he also did Science because remember Mel Gibson was. Yep. A priest who then had to yep. see his wife die, and there was a whole thing with that about him believing in God and stuff. So that was mm-hmm. that element as well. And then like they told they, they he tickles it with the village where he fucking you know where they all oh, they saw that the world was so bad and unholy or whatever, and then that you know that's what made them go into the woods, and then they you know they leave these monsters alone. Like he that's a M Night Shyamalan thing, and I think it's you know if if anything, Knock at the Cabin is proof that this dude is is religious and you know he wants to work that shit into you know whatever the fuck it is that he believes that's a that's a huge that's a huge inspiration for him which is fine but he just he just fumbles the bag like he knows he knows what it what he wants it to be he knows how he sees himself and then that motherfucker fumbles at the finish line every time um yeah every every good movie but the one that he wants to get all spiritual, that's when he fucks it up. Except Devil. Like, Devil, I did like Devil a lot. Uh, Devil was good. Um, but here's the thing. The one that I will defend, that I, the hill I will die on, is Unbreakable is his best. Sixth Sense is good, but Unbreakable is his best. It's a damn good movie. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll fight by your side on that hill. Because I really like Sixth Sense, and I love the ending of the Sixth Sense. You know, it's so, it's, it's so good that it's funny. You know, even you could take it as a joke and you can take it as seriousness, but unbreakable. And that ending when he goes, that's the kids called me Mr. Glass. Like, God. Oh, yeah. God damn it, dude. Oh, geez. Well, here's here's the funny thing is that unbreakable is a superhero movie. It's 100 percent a superhero movie. Yep. Yeah. With with no CG, no extra bullshit, no nothing. It's a superhero movie straight up. (laughs) Bro. And the fact that he made a horror movie and that's a superhero like it. It's in the same universe. All he had to do was cross the finish line with glass. That's all he had to do. But he had to do the generic, you know, they'll never see this shit coming. And it's like, bitch, what? What are you doing? Like, his son is all weird. Like, what the fuck? This is a shitty ending. This is bullshit. Dude. It's all he had to do. I can't believe he dropped it. Well, yeah, and, and, like and somebody's mentioned something called the a movie called The Visit. The Visit was really fucking creepy. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> dude, I remember seeing the commercials for that, and I was like, I'm creeped the fuck out by the commercial. I remember watching it, and I was like, God damn, dude, this is this is crazy. It was that was the one where Dan and I went and saw it, and we looked over at each other and we're like, oh shit, I didn't see that one coming. Like <laughs> yeah, literally, was I was just like, I remember that. Now, uh, I do want to say one more thing about uh, MCU stuff before we move into our other topics. We're going to be talking about Bruce Willis and other things tonight, folks. But uh, Ant-Man is done. Next up is Guardians in May, and then the Marvels in July, and that's it for this year. Holy shit, we have two more? Fuck, they're doing three this year? Yep, and three next year. Oh, God damn it. I guess they're not really slowing down then, are you, you, Kevin Feige? What were you saying, Dion? So, so we don't have a late fall Marvel movie this year? No, we do not. So really? next year we have a May, a July, and a September film. But this year it's February, May, and July. Damn. That's going to be very interesting. That's going to be very interesting. It is. Now, I'm going to guess that the biggest hit of the MCU this year is Guardians 3. And yeah. then I'm going to guess that the Marvels does not deliver. I will stand by that. Yeah, no shit. Not because of my <laughs> opinions of Brie Larson. Miss <laughs> Marvel was a show that did not move Disney Plus subscriptions. We have numbers from people like WDW Pro and Valiant Renegade. Captain Marvel is a non-successful superhero. Yes, the movie made this money, but like that character is stagnant everywhere. They wrote her out of certain books. They punch her out of movies. And then WandaVision <laughs> was successful enough at the beginning of the pandemic to get people hooked or at the end of it or whatever you want to say. But like that character didn't catch on in that part of the world. Man, that's like trying to sell you. I was going to say Alfred and Commissioner Gordon, but that would be a much better movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, it would be. I would fucking watch that movie in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, I would. <laughs> Dude, Alfred's badass. Fucking... All right. If we're doing an Alfred Commissioner Gordon movie. Who's your cast? And you can cross over. You can have Ooh, Jeffrey Wright. You bitch. Michael King. Yeah. Ooh. Watch your language. This is a kid show, son. Sorry, Mighty Mouse. Sorry, Mighty House of Mouse. <laughs> I'm partial. I'm partial to to to, to Richard Gordon and the new Batman. I do love Jeffrey Wright a lot. He is fucking so, talented. But you said you said you could we could keep Kane and um what's his nuts from the Batman, right? Yeah, if you want to, you can cross them over. Do whatever you want. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. Um Okay, I think I think I keep Oldman as Gordon. But what okay, Ooh, how shit. young are Alfred and Gordon in this movie? Uh yeah, are we, yeah, 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 are we talking like year one Batman kind of shit or what? Batman's around. It's more of like a... They're both established, so it's old Commissioner Gordon and old Alfred, and Batman's in his prime. Okay, all right, that's fair. See, I do like I'm Oldman, gonna, Oldman, I'm gonna, Oldman's Oldman's another fucking favorite. Oldman's another goddamn yeah. favorite, though. Yeah, I think yeah, old, Oldman is like I think we I feel like we've given Oldman like he's got unk level stuff. Like Oldman's on the same level of Denzel Washington. Like yeah, you can say fucked up stuff in real life, but we all love what you watching you do what you do for a living, <laughs> and we're gonna be okay with that. And he was awesome. I mean, he's arguably the best part of the Nolan Batman. So yeah, I agree. Keep Nolan. Keep or not Nolan. Uh, Oldman. 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 Yeah. Oldman, yeah. I, I say keep. I Oldman. would actually just want to watch 
Gary Oldman and uh, Michael Caine team up in some kind of action movie where they both speak with their British accents and they cuss the whole time. I would love that movie. <laughs> it's that shitty um, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Righteous Kill movie, <laughs> but what we all yes. wanted. But it just didn't work. Yeah. It's 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 the version of that that worked. That, I'd watch I that know. shit. I think, I think, I, even I, do that with this movie. Have that be your movie where it's like, it's like some... It's like the good thing that came out of Original Sin, where it's like it's like a man on the wall type shit, where it's like, yo, he's been Batman, he's always been Batman, but like behind the scenes, like people that fuck with him, like we murder him. Like that would be like a really cool, <laughs> like Alfred Commissioner Gordon movie, where it's like, yeah, like he is Batman and he saved the universe and shit, but like when people ask like hey man like why don't these people like come back and come after him if they're alive is because commissioner gore and i actually secretly murder them hitman style and we're and like we find their weaknesses and then we fucking kill them and and bruce never has known about it and it's just the two of us and i abuse my power as commissioner of police and i abuse my power that i work for the richest man on the planet and we murder oh my god dude that would no I, that that that's a fucking show but okay what about what about oldman and jeremy irons though Ooh, oh god yes. jeremy irons played alfred yeah. yes because because oh, here, here's here okay I, I, the reason i i liked irons in the in the, in the uh, ben affleck batman is because like you saw him like repair things he was on the computer he was doing like a little bit more stuff um and he's, he seems a little bit more capable than um, than Kane did. I do love Michael Kane. Fucking love that guy to death. He's a good actor. But like, Irons and Batman seem a little bit more capable. A little more, a little more up on stuff. So yeah. I think I think Irons and Oldman like they could they could fuck some shit up real easy. Yeah, dude, that would be. Yeah, that's the yeah man. Like yeah, Michael Kane is Alfred's dope, but I could I could listen to Jeremy Irons read a Chinese menu. Like I just be like, yeah. I don't know what you're you how you do it, but I, yeah, man. I I get like yeah, say General Sows, and I'm ready to go to fucking war for Jeremy Irons. You're turgid for Jeremy Irons. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, now, no, no, no. I'm yeah, I'm down for this, man. I'm down. I'm down for them doing like what like you said. Like one of uses the police power. One one of uses you know the the billionaire's power. It's just like. That's a, and like it's one of those things where like that would be a wonderful show because they would on they would on, all the time be on the the razor's edge of morality. It's like what what is what we're doing moral and good is the outcome is is you know is are the consequences worth the outcome kind of thing you know that kind of right. like like what are they doing? I think I think that could be. In all honesty, that would be a good trip because then Batman would find out that all these people are dying, and he's like, "Who, who who's killing them? Like, who behind my back is killing them?" Right. Like and you, then, like, you, you have know. to have that meeting in the road where he finds out about it. Like, yeah. you have to, yeah, have to, you know, I, and then you have to figure that part out. But yeah, yeah, and you have some sort of like bigger syndicate or bigger enemy or whatever happens as well that has to figure this out. Like, all these people are dying for some reason, or they're disappearing, quote unquote. Like, you know, something's happening to them. I think I think that would be a wonderful show. I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah, dude. Now that yeah, that would be perfect for a show because you could really, you could really explore that, like you said, that that sense of morality piece, you know. Yeah, and Batman and that would, only... would be the payoff. Is you know when? How do you do that when Batman finds out? That'd be an epic fucking payoff, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that'd be yeah, that'd be great. And yeah, you you could have Batman show up every you know two or three episodes, just you know whatever, and not 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 have him in every and everything, and it, you know it would it would work out. Yeah, dude. 
Yeah, and that's per- fucking Dirk. That's a great three strikes, three strike one Gotham, three outs from Arkham and the Commission. Fred will come for you. <laughs> that's not bad. That's not bad. That's, like that's, a, that's a good. That's, that's a good rule. Like, that's a good that's rule because it's like you've got three strikes against our little Illuminati esque thing we got going on here. You do, but you then yeah, yeah, and times. and even even with the, even with the three strikes. You're dealing with what cat what what is considered a strike? Are there hard rules or are they soft rules? Like what what is considered a strike? You're dealing with that mor- that whole like thing yeah. as well too. So like there's yeah. a lot of like grayness in this that really fucking works out and that would make like a great great episode or a great TV show for sure. Dude, guys, I want to thank you for saving my night from completely terrible superhero <laughs> entertainment. This hypothetical show of Gordon and Gordon, attorney at law, or whatever the hell he pitched, I'm there. <laughs> That's the, the multiverse no, I want to live no, in. No, no, no. It's Gordon. It's, it's, it's Gordon and Pennywise uh, kicking fucking ass. Sign me yeah, up, dude. I'm there too. Pennyworth. 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 His coat name's Pennywise. I fucking love that. They all float down here. There you go. They, they could use that line too in Gotham. They would. Oh shit! It's all owned by Warner Brothers, so it's one big crossover. There you go. There you go, man. Now. Enders75, thank you for joining our membership program. Uh, he had said the best moment was when Captain Marvel got punched out of the movie, and another one of our members said it would be great to be able to see that. Well, guys, guess what? You can. You got knocked the fuck out, man! <laughs> Boom. Good. Broken like that. Oh, one of, the, one of our best buttons. I love that one so much. I, I love so it. You gotta love the fucking Russo brothers. You do. They they made the last great MCU flick. Yeah, dude. And now Infinity they're just like, War. Yo, Netflix, everybody else, fucking pay us, bitch. And they took. Yeah, they. The fact that they took that shot at Captain Marvel always warms my fucking nether regions. <laughs> now. I want us to check in with the audience in just a moment, but folks, we got a lot to cover tonight. So thank you to everybody who sent in your super chats and thank you everybody who's joined our new membership program. We appreciate you guys. Um, we're going to talk about Bruce Willis tonight. We're going to talk about a couple other things as well. The Bruce Willis stuff is very sad and it's Bruce Willis. So we want to, you know, at least cover that. But Dion, would you like to pick a number between one and 69? I would absolutely love to pick a number between 1 and 69. I think the number that I would have to go with, my favorite number, is 69. I don't have friends. I got family. (laughs) The fucking trailer for that movie, Fast X, looks like shit. Oh my god. (laughs) When we saw it, when we finally saw it, Hillary goes, there's there's 10 of them? I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the unfortunate truth. That's the unfortunate truth you, you find out. It's like there's fucking ten of them. Uh, yeah, yep. there, there are ten of those movies that Universal yep. is giving fucking money to. Yep, because them motherfuckers bring in cash. It might not be all the cash in the world, but goddamn it, it's a significant chunk of it. Yeah, I I used to love those movies. I saw the first eight in theaters. And then I missed I still, the ninth I, one. I still remember the first one is about them stealing goddamn uh, CRT TVs and fucking DVD yep. players. Bro, yep. the first one is Point Break with oh, race cars. God, you're right. Yes. You're fucking right. And now it's if there was another sequel of Triple X, like that's what they are now. 
Yeah, I, I, I love that. The, fucking, the short black motherfucker with an afro from the second one who was wearing clothes that apparently belonged to his grandfather. That motherfucker is a technological genius now in these movies. <laughs> the dude they went to, the they went to space in the last like, one, actually. Yeah, Say what? I said no. So somebody's asking, like, are are they in space yet? Yeah, they went to space in the last one. Yeah, they launched a car and a fucking rocket into space with like duct taped like spacesuits. I swear to God that that was that's what happened. Yeah, it's it was so dumb. It was fucking weird. Oh man, I want to like these movies too. Like the first thing I thought when I saw this trailer is, God damn, Ludacris is old. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they used fucking to be inter- all the they used to be criminals. Well, no, they used to be criminals, but then, like, somehow some super secret Black Ops, like, operation got a hold of them. And it's like, we, we need your help, and you're the only ones who can yeah, help us. Yeah, it was us. Kurt Russell. <laughs> yeah, it's like, these motherfuckers who live in who live in Southern California and, and just race around all the goddamn time. You need their help? You could you could find anybody else. No no Marines, no 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 Black Ops people, nothing. No, you need fucking people who can drive cars with, with nitrous oxide real fast. Okay, okay. This is, this is what those are the world needs. Okay. Gotcha. It's such a dumb concept. I mean, hey, it's, it's, it's turn off your brain. Fun. It's it's if Troll Two was a big budgeted movie. <laughs> I don't even know how I got on that tangent. I'd like to. Oh yeah, the family button. Sorry, folks. I just see Vin <laughs> Diesel and I get triggered. Ah, fuck the family. Anyway, troubles away. The word of the day is coom. Hot tub coom machine. How Stella got her coom back. Star Wars: The Last Coom. Yesterday and Lawrence of Coombe. Yeah, I had to read that word twice to make sure it was it was spelled with an, correctly. And with not an the M, other not way. an N. Yeah, I was like, "What did you say?" Okay, we're fine now. We're good. We're good. We're good. Um, Raiders of the Lost Coombe. Uh, Twelve Coombe Club. Yeah, Hunt for Red Tomb. Uh, I like that one. Uh, Crimson Coom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit. <laughs> uh, oh fuck. Tomb Two, Blood Orchid. <laughs> that's that's. I think that's. I think that's Anna, Anaconda Two, Blood Orchid. Anaconda Three, Blood Orchid. Yep, yep, yep. My that, man. It's a good Blood one. <laughs> I love how those movies, like, the first one is good, the second one's okay, and the third one goes to Sci-Fi Channel every time. Yeah, dude. Like, the, I, it's just one of those weird, like, this was a random movie that did really well in the 90s, and this is the direct-to-DVD sequel that was good, and then now we're a dumpster fire. Hey, we had we had Jennifer Lopez and her hard nipples in the first one, and now we've got generic actress number seven. <laughs> No, we have Hulk Hogan's daughter because she can't wrestle. Shit. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, she films her fucking music videos in the Midwest. And the son can't drive a car. Boom. Yep. That's in fucking true. Star studded city of Hazlitt, Michigan. Shrubbles, oh wait, thank you very much again. Uh, he has a super chat for Kendo that says, How about them Chiefs? I'll take a Joe Rogan slap nut and a Back to the Future biff, please. Well,. Uh, we will send your celebratory message to Coach Kendo. He'll be very excited for that. But, uh, yeah, like I said, folks, he's a little sick. He is still partying from the Super Bowl, and he couldn't make it here. 
Oops, I let the cat out of the bag. So here's your slap nut button. Did you see that guy accidentally hit that moose with his car? No. Holy shit. Jamie, pull that video up. And then you also asked for one of these. Where's our old pal, Biff? Um, speaking of Brooke Hogan, uh, she's in two shark movies. Two at a Truck Attack and Sand Shark. <laughs> I've seen both of those. Yeah. I haven't seen Sand Shark, but I didn't even realize that she was in fucking <laughs> Two Headed Shark Attack too. Two Headed Shark Attack and then Sand Shark. So it's like, yeah, That's and and and, and oh, they were and, and they're one year after the other. So you did two, <laughs> did two shark movies. God damn it! She's still dating that black guy that pissed her dad off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I just I just stuck her Instagram and she's got nobody in there, so I assume not. Damn. John Thomas, thank you very much. Sorry, Kendo's not here. He says, Kendo, for tonight's History Corner, I watched a doc about the last Austrian emperor, Charles I, attempt to negotiate a separate peace with France. Well, guys, we're all history experts. What do you think of uh, Emperor Charles I's attempt to negotiate a separate peace with France? Well, you know, it, uh, it's, a, it's a very interesting time period, uh, as that's mm -hmm. it's, it's during, during the age of, of Europe constantly at war. And um, I think it was a it was it was a major player on the board trying to make a major move, and I respect that. I respect that. Thank you for that, King Charles. Yeah, I mean, it changed the course of history. Uh, I love I love French fries. That's all I got. Uh, Belgian, but hey, I love them too. Oh. John, thank you. Uh, Shrubbles, thank you guys. If you want to just re-ask the question next week, just send us an at message and we'll read that to Kendo next week. Gear Stark, thank you very much for your generous super chat. He says, good evening, WCBS, and to the chat. Have you guys seen the Tetris movie trailer yet? The movie is about how the game came to the rest of the world. Also, can I get a Back to the Future button, please? Of course, we'll press that afterwards. Have you guys seen the Tetris trailer? Yes. What'd you think? Dude, it's a it, it looks like a fucking Cold War movie. I, I I don't know what to think about it, but it's very interesting. I didn't realize. I remember hearing that it took Tetris like Tetris was one of those things that you know it took them a it, it took a lot of effort for it to get out of Russia and get you know get in uh, get to be a, a game for uh, the Game Boy and things like that. But they make it really fucking dramatic. Yeah, they do. I watched a great documentary years ago about the Tetris. Uh, the history of Tetris and how it came to be and all the Cold War elements. So this movie's going to have to fictionalize something that's already really crazy in real life. And I'm on board with the concept. I'm on board with what I've seen. I just... I'm glad they didn't do what I thought they were going to do and make a movie about Tetris like, you know... Tetris is a place you go or do something like that. I thought that oh, yeah, was like, yeah, okay, do. okay, okay, yeah, like, actually... <laughs> Oh man, that'd be that'd be. I mean that that would. I mean they made Battleship. They did make Battleship. So that's yep, true. I'm still, I'm still waiting for my hungry, hungry hippos movie. goddammit. it! Come on. Oh, it's that superhero movie with Melissa McCarthy that came out last year. Oh, they just changed the title. Oh <laughs> uh, fuck now, yeah, the one that nobody remembers. Yeah, Thunder Force. Oh shit, I remember the title. 
<laughs> I really couldn't think of it. God damn it, Jeff. I just thought of their I felt bad that I was like, I was like, it's not, it really wasn't Thunder Thighs, was it? I, so I was thinking of their thighs the whole time. I'm like, Thunder Force, Thunder oh. That's not really a pejorative, but you know, whatever. <laughs> and the, the, the fun thing is, is that it was written and directed by her husband. It shows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, Gear Stark, uh, thank you very much. Let's press the button that you requested. Where is the button? Right about here. Oh, there you go. Back to the future. Got it. <laughs> So, Georgian, isn't the title supposed to be Ant-Man and the Wasp Socialism Mania? Hello, Dion. Demonic horse noises. <laughs> uh, th that line is uttered, like I told you guys, what uh, Michael Douglas says about socialism and ants. Like I told you, then the other characters kind of stare at him and they leave the point alone. So, Yeah, I mean, if, if it's, if, if, once again, if it's mentioned once and only said once like that, then it's not a big fucking deal. It's fine. Whatever. Made a, he, they made a joke, they, they wrote it out, they executed it, it's, it's in the movie, and it just didn't land and nobody cared. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of videos made about it, but you know, I'm, not on this channel. <laughs> I'm sure, but like once again, if it, it was if it was constantly that, then I could see a problem. But if it's like one, one and done, okay, fine, we're, whatever, we're good. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Coffinhouse, you only coom twice. <laughs> Enrique Vasquez says, hail three quarters of WCBS, number 11 and 55, please. Well, of course, Enrique. Uh, number 11 is right here. Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? I know Dion loved yeah. that one so much. <laughs> and then, uh, how do we, how the, 55, Jesus, this is far. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. <laughs> God, I love Shooter McGavin. Isato Fortune, thank you very much. As I saw Ant-Man, I'm not going to lie, I already forgot about it. A big foreshadowing of Phase 5. Can I get a dead Pokemon, please? Love you guys. Well, Isato Fortune, <laughs> thank Pokemon. you very much uh, for sending in your message. Um, glad you checked out Ant-Man to, you know, we can talk about it. And uh, thank you for being a member and being awesome. And yes, we're going to press that button for you right now. Uh, let me get back to the other tab, and Pokemon is right. Who's that Pokemon? It's me, Austin. Oh, so Oops, sorry. This one. Who's that Pokemon? It's dead. <laughs> <laughs> It's the second part that always gets me. The da da da. <laughs> so, uh, we'll read uh, two more, and then we're gonna get back to the show, guys, because we have a lot of stuff to cover. Thank you, folks, for sending in. Keep sending them in. We will read everything tonight on the show. Promise you guys that. Dixon Cider, great name, great friend of the channel, says, "I just found out Boys to Men broke up because Michael Jackson found it wasn't a delivery service." Party boom! Random button, please. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's a spicy meatball. It is a spicy meatball. Whew. Guess what, motherfucker? There's your button. 
man. I'll give you one more. Oh, excuse me, Russell, but I believe I requested the hand job. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite Wayne's World joke that went over my head for a lot of my life. Uh And I went... I watched it as a, as a teenager, like, slash adult. I'm like, oh, duh. That's a great joke. Williams World's great. DDO, thank you very much. In the whole multiverse, know me see this movie. Yeah, I don't think any other version of myself would go see this movie. Sadly, I've already set off a theory of probability and storm of probability. So there's, like, a billion of Jeffs. I love I, I right love that the storm of probability is just, like, multi- multiple fucking timelines. That's really all it is. It's multiple timelines. Yep, that's that's all. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even then, with like, I remember you saying like, you know, she she wanted to fix the engine of the ship and things like that, and she had to shrink down. That reminds me of a Rick and Morty episode where like the car didn't work and it shrink down into the engine and further, and further, and you know, it built a society out of these people who were just like stepping on like buttons and stuff to power the engines. Things like it reminds me of that episode. I gotta go back and watch Rick and Morty. Uh, it's been years. The uh, the break is what I stopped with. Xavier to God, thank you very much. This will be our last one until we... Uh... Okay, we'll read two more because we're about Ant-Man. Uh, Xavier to God says, I see a meme where they compare Modoc to George Lopez from Sharkboy and Lava Girl from Ant-Man 3. Yeah, I've never seen that movie, so I can't compare it. Well, hold on, I guess I could look it up. But it looks like a testicle, like in a suit, in a... In a like a chair. That's what it looks like. It looks like a, a man's face transposed on that. It's you've got like weird veins and shit on it. Um... It's not good. Okay, so George Lopez, Spy Kids. Yeah, George Lopez and Spy Kids is actually kind of funny looking. And less disturbing. You guys want to see what George Lopez and Spy Kids looks like? Cause... Oh, how can I ever forget? <laughs> there you go. I mean... Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. Good old George Lopez. Yeah, well, God. you know. Nickelodeon reruns only pay so much, Dion. <laughs> well, I mean, he had he had a late night show that nobody watched, apparently. That really that really sucked. Um, hey, it had our, Ryan Artes on it. It wasn't in that episode. Yeah. Uh, Enrique Vasquez says, Fuck Mary, kill Ant-Man 3, Wakanda Forever, and Eternals. All right, since I'm the only one that can answer this, I will marry Ant-Man 3, I'll fuck... Wakanda forever, and I'll kill the Eternals because that movie is a piece of shit. Yeah, apparently. Well, I mean, we're getting a part two of it at some point. It seems like so. Didn't they? Didn't they announce that? Didn't they announce part two for it? Or am I, am I thinking of something else? They haven't announced it. They said it could happen. There's there are articles of people trying to act like it's possible. No, it ain't. It it was unsuccessful. It was so dumb. Yeah, it, and like, if they did, I think that would just be like a like it would just be so stupid of them to spend that money on something that that failed so like it didn't fail hard, but it failed pretty well, you know. And it was basically Twitter the Twitter the movie, and nobody went to go see it. Everybody who was like proud about it, and they kept mentioning diverse in all their fucking interviews for the red carpet stuff, and like all the people who wanted diversity in, in Hollywood should have got <clears throat> didn't put their money money where their mouth is and go watch it so yeah um we're going to read one more and then we're going to get back into the show Kevin Feige this is from Sir Georgian Kevin Feige saying Miss Marvel is the true leader of the Marvel's movie instead of Captain Marvel sounds sus Hulk having breathing problems please yeah that is kind of weird because the really is it's like the 
what Marvel's doing is the new character is always really the core of the center. They're trying to put more importance on this new character. And that's my issue. It's not my issue that it's a girl or a woman or whatever. It's these are characters that really don't fit in the greater scheme or have much relevance because they've shown up for a cup of coffee and now are supposed to act like they're the greatest thing ever because they want to sell me a movie. That was the complaint with Captain Marvel. Yeah, Brie Larson is unlikable and all her own shit is her own shit, but she didn't fit in Endgame. They didn't really put her in the movie. She was gone for most of it, and then when she comes back, she gets punched out of it. Like, yeah, the audience was on board with every other character being there because it made sense. So more of this is just more of these characters not making sense it's more of more yeah and yeah yeah her 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 being her being shoved into the 11th hour just because you know for for dumb for a dumb fucking reason if they had one was terrible and also um i can't wait to see the trailer for that shitty movie the marvels i really fucking can't it's gonna be terrible oh dude if youtube still had thumbs down it would be the most thumbs down trailer in history i mean i wouldn't tell people to do that because we never do but i'd make videos talking about the thumbs down ratio because being a thumbs down ladies and gentlemen make sure you give us give us a thumbs up on this video so you more people can you know find this wonderful content yes folks Uh, we've been making more we've had a couple videos drop this week we got more dropping later and uh Yes, hit that subscribe button, and if you give feel us those goddamn join, thumbs up, yeah, look it. To give a thumbs up costs nothing; it takes that much time you've done already. Thank you very much, folks. Oh, and we also owe this to Sir George. <laughs> asthma every goddamn time <laughs> a handful of people just joined the stream during that and i wonder what they oh yeah, and man of the wasp <gasps> what the fuck is it <laughs> <laughs> they're just like i'm in and i'm out <laughs> yeah they're like wow there's a greased up naked death guy screaming in the fucking camera brother Oh my god. <laughs> now, guys, I wanted to ask your opinion on something. Now, we don't need to go to the entirety of the game or anything like that, but the Super Bowl halftime show has been pretty divisive among celebrities, and I just wanted to read you a comment made by somebody famous, and I want you to guess who said it, and then I want your opinion on it. You guys ready? Let's do it. Yeah. Rihanna was freaking horrible. I was disgusted by it. Let's just say that that's an understatement of the year. I thought it was disgusting. I thought it was horrible. Um, here's the hint. It's a it's a has been wrestler past their prime. It's fucking Buff Bagwell. Nick? Is it is it is it Vince McMahon? It's Goldberg. It's Goldberg. Of course. Oh god! And like, here's the thing: like, I skipped the halftime show. I didn't give a shit about it. I went to go take a shit and do something else, and I was like, "All right, the game's back on. Here we go." Like, I didn't care. I really didn't care. Yeah, man. I, I, I literally, you know, we were we were chilling and watching the game, but yeah, the halftime show. I mean, we watched it, and it's just like, you know, calm down, dude. You know, <laughs> yeah, take a chill pill. Fuck. No, are people mad? Not so divisive. Mad because, are people mad because she was pregnant and she did it, or like, what's the whole like fucking deal? I don't. Well, I mean, she 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 phoned it in. I mean, it's an okay performance. It's not like terrible, but you know, 
you know, like the first half of it, she lip sings and it's clearly just a backing track. And then she just kind of sings when she wants, which is whatever, because she does a decent amount of dancing in it. And then she has her baby bump and shit, you know, and they have like the fucking suspended platforms and stuff. So it's, I mean, it's one of those like, hey, it's a, it's a middling five out of 10 halftime performance. But people, you know, they didn't like that it was, you know, and then there were people that thought that want it to be like one of the best ones, you know, so you have those two groups arguing right now, you know, so it's just, it's just like, hey, she phoned in the halftime performance. So what? (laughs) And I mean, like, you know, maybe you shouldn't have a pregnant person do the halftime show. That's a thought. You know, it's well, like- I, I think to be fair, she fucking she agreed to it before she got pregnant. But at the same time, it's just like, yo, you're oh, real. Yeah, okay, you, okay. You, right, yeah, you can back sense. out and just do it another year. Like, you know, because if you did, like, it, it showed that it's like, yo, she would not want to be doing. She does not want to do this shit right now. <laughs> I mean, there, there, there must have been a significant paycheck. That's why she fucking did it. She's like, all right, fine, I'll do oh, it. Oh, yeah. God, <laughs> you like, wouldn't want to play the Super Bowl for fucking money. You better do it. Yeah. No, that's true, man. That's true. Um, I think what was it? Fifty Cent did one. I think Fifty Cent was last year, right? Yeah, he was part of the yeah the, the Dr. Dre one. Yeah, that that one was a lot of fun. I really liked that one. That one, that one was, was cool. really cool. It had all the sets and everything in it. It was fucking crazy. It was a lot of fun. It was awesome. It was yeah. fucking awesome. People were up in arms about that one before it came out, though. Remember, or right as it happened too. It's like that one was better than I thought it was going to be. In this one, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, because Eminem was in it or some shit like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, really? Come... Just shut the fuck up. I, re- Either, I know... recall most people bitching that it was rap music at the Super Bowl, and I'm, I, you know, I'm yeah. not the biggest <laughs> rap enthusiast, but I'm like, yeah, I, what you're saying is pretty clear, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Like, it, it, I'm, I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, you have a remote and eight streaming servers for a fucking reason. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. Like, you know how long it's going to be. Right. Like go go refill your fucking beer, um, make some more dip. Just fuck off for like thirty minutes and then come back. Like it's as simple as that. You don't like it? Don't watch it. No need to go to fucking Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, or whatever, and bitch about it for no goddamn reason. It's a waste of energy. Just move move on to the fucking day. Well said. Um, so I guess I put that up there because I didn't want to talk about this because it is actually kind of sad, but. We love Bruce Willis. He's one of our favorite actors here on the channel. We've talked about Die Hard constantly. And today is a very sad day because we found out a little more about Bruce Willis's diagnosis. Now, guys, you remember last year they announced that Bruce Willis was suffering from aphasia. He'd been diagnosed with aphasia, which is a communication disorder, and he was retiring from acting. And today we actually know what Bruce Willis is suffering from, and the diagnosis is not very good. Have you guys heard about this story? Yep. A little bit. So Bruce Willis uh, has frontotemporal dementia, which there is no cure from. Um, They said um, there's not a lot to know about, or there's no way to cure it. So it's sad that this is what has happened to Bruce Willis. And I've seen a lot of people, you know, outpouring support and stuff like that. Uh, Beyond just saying it's sad, any thoughts? Motherfucking, uh, it it just sucks, man. It just sucks. I, you know, yeah, it it just sucks. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. I keep, I've, I've, I've heard from some, some people and some family members as well who like are in the medical industry and stuff. It's like when you get a diagnosis like this, when, it, when you're in your sixties or seventies, usually you've had it for a couple of decades beforehand. It started like in your late thirties or forties. And, um, by now when it's been diagnosed, like your brain has tried to compensate for it so much that it doesn't matter anymore. Like it's, it's over with. That's who now on a lighter note, but still related. Well, what are some of your favorite Bruce Willis movies outside of Die Hard? Fifth Element. Yeah. De- uh, Death Becomes Her is one of my favorite little Jesus movies. Jesus Christ, dude. That's, that, that's a wild one. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I fucking love that movie. Unbreakable, like we talked about before. Yes. Yep. Pulp Fiction. Um, Armageddon is a is a favorite. I'd love it. It's ridiculous. Yep. It's a lot of fun. I like him in Pulp Fiction. I keep forgetting he plays Butch the Boxer. Yep. 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 That'd be so my, I hope Pulp is watching my ass. <laughs> um, the Jackal was one of my favorites I watch a lot. Uh, oh my god! Shoot off Fuck Jack yeah. Black's arm with that fucking railgun yes. or whatever. Yes, yes. He changes his outfit, and his hair, and all kinds of shit like that. It's like, yeah, he's crazy, man. I love it. Um, Hostage is a movie that he did that like is also really fucking good, but it's barely ever talked about or shown. Hostage is really good. Yeah, um, I yep. do love. I do love Hudson Hawk a lot. That movie's uh, so bad, but it's so good. Yeah, Hudson Hawk is really bad, but I fucking love it. It's really good. Um, Striking Distance, fucking amazing movie. Um, Surrogates, uh, I love this. I love Surrogates. Surrogates is actually really good. That's a, that's um, a good movie. Last Boy Scout's good. Uh, the Whole Boy, Nine yeah. Yards. Yep. Um, Look Who's Talking, that whole series, I think, is, is good with him in it. His voice is really good. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. He's the in the second one, right? Or no, he's the baby in all of them. It's John Travolta's the dad. Okay, correct, yep. correct, correct. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah, man, he's he's been there for a while. He's done a lot of fun shit. Um, he is going once again. He's going to be remembered. We fucking love him for a lot of stuff he's done. We grew up with him. Uh, I think a lot of people in the audience who are listening now have grown up with him as well. If not, I recommend. If you haven't seen a lot of those movies, um, check out the ones we talked about. Check out the ones we mentioned. Check them all out. Fuck, why not? Um and uh, you know see see what you like. I like that. Sorry, I just saw uh, a screenshot of the thing about Fox gives a green light to female-led reimagining of Starsky and Hutch. So, <laughs> oh Jesus, yay God. more reboots for no reason, dude. The the movie that uh, Ben Stiller and who the fuck was the other one? Yeah, the Ben Stiller movie and like oh, Vince Snoop- Vaughn, Vince Vaughn, yeah, and like fucking Snoop Dogg was Huggy Bear. I love that shit. Um, that one was a lot of fun. That one was so much fun. You know, I I think I think they did a really good job because it seems like whenever they do a remake, whenever they do a, a movie about the old shows from the like eighties and seventies and sixties, they make it really funny and comedic, and they do a good job of they do a good job of it sometimes. But the Starsky and Hutch one, I like a lot. I thought it was done very well. It's been a minute since I've seen it, but I remember liking it. Can't yeah, believe it's been almost twenty years since it came out. Yeah, no, um, it's it's yeah. one of the ones I saved in my hard drive. I'm just like, this is this is a lot of fun. I really like this. I'm gonna rewatch this quite a bit, so I'm gonna keep it. Feeling old, Dion? Oh yeah. Well, you'll be a grandpa soon enough, buddy. Don't worry. <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> no one's in a rush. 
Now, I guess we should check back in with our audience. What do you guys think? Because we have a lot of messages to get through. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, pick me another number, guys, between uh, 1 and 69. Oh, give me a solid uh, 66. This is like that scene in The Matrix. Now, you could take the fucking red pill, right? Spend the rest of your life jacking off, crying into your chai tea, green latte, what the fuck. Or you could take the blue pill. Was it the red pill anyway? Take the other pill and quit being a cunt. Which pill do you want me to take? Just quit being a cunt. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the if, only you could, if, only, if only Disney could follow that logic. Just quit being a cunt. That's it. Just quit being a cunt. TLJ mm. Screwjob, thank you very much. Got to give it to the far left. Black guy equals Kang. I, like I said earlier, I thought Kang was a blue alien guy for years. He just... Also, I think of Kang the Conqueror from Twisted Toy Fair Theater because he's just this terrible, shitty character, and uh, I don't think most people actually like him. You, know, you ever notice that, Dion, there's a lot of the, uh, like, when the character gets hit, or finally comes out in the movie, everyone likes him. Oh, I guess that's just me. Nick, have you ever seen that before, where the character gains a lot of popularity because of the movie? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah, it's uh, it's and, and and you know they'll they always try to shift it a little bit. They they try to at least introduce the character that the way they look in the comic book for the first few minutes of the movie, like you said, and they go to like you know the actual actor whatever they want their own version of it, and it's kind of it's cool because they're doing that callback to you know the thing you know from the original the original telling of the story but then they have to do that fucking hollywood thing where it's like oh we're gonna make it bright and shiny and new it's gonna be awesome we're gonna put something else in the in the costume it's gonna be great you're gonna love it it's like i i get what you're doing but fuck you just just fuck you so um up next is enrique vasquez who says fuck mary kill ant-man 3 or you read that one sorry um there we go fuck mary kill from xavier to god iron man 3 the amazing spider-man 2 and wonder woman 1984 Hmm. I'm gonna marry Iron Man three. Yeah, same. because it, because at least it has Robert Downey Jr. in it, and it's somewhat funny and entertaining. Like, yep. not the best one out of the, out of the three, but out of the three you mentioned, it's actually like the best one. Um, so marry Iron Man three. What, what were the other two? Amazing Spider Man two and Wonder Woman 1984. I will fuck Amazing Spider Man two and kill Wonder Woman 84 because that was an, that was such an abysmal like. Dude, it felt it felt like some some Gen Zer made a movie about the about 1984 is what it felt like. Like this is what you thought it was, and like this is what they, this is their their imagining of what 1984 was. Like it was terrible. It was entirely yeah, terrible. And, and they missed all the good stuff, like the music. One hundred percent, man. Like it's it's weird because like you know we had we've gotten we've gotten the the music and the stuff from like Stranger Things and that whole 80s thing that they're doing, but they couldn't do it with Wonder Woman. Like, what the fuck? And it's Warner Brothers. Don't they have a music yeah. label? Couldn't they just pull yeah. like Fleetwood Mac and other random '80s music off their label and just fucking populate it in their movie? That's. I thought that was the whole point of these multinational corporations buying up entertainment conglomerates and merging with other entertainment conglomerates, so you can just pull from the catalog and do anything you want. Oh well. Yeah. Mm, well. Up next, we have one for. Oh, I gotta. Uh, I, I agree with you, so. We're going to go with that way. DDO, thank you very much, says, Did Dion pay his $100 for losing his bet? Uh, yes, he did. <laughs> Paid it forward. Uh, if not, Buffalo... If not, Buffalo Jeff has a new horse ranch opening, and I heard it needs a stable boy. 
I haven't heard that in a while. Your old pal Buffalo Jeff will be back more next week. Don't worry, Dion. I'll never leave you. I always, I always wonder about people listening to this on like repeat or like in their headphones or they're like at work or in their car or whatever. And then you do that and like how, like how, do, how, how would, how it affects them? Like, are they driving and then they swerve or like are they kind of falling asleep and they wake up because out of fear of that voice? Like, what happens to them? I'm curious. I would like to hope. That someone who is listening to this podcast on an airplane, or it helps them fall asleep, is in that weird lucid dreaming area where you're kind of awake, kind of asleep, and then you hear your old pal Buffalo Jeff come back. And I'd like to think that that would uh, inform someone's nightmare. That's what I'm hoping happens with the <laughs> Buffalo Jeff voice. <laughs> Especially during dreams. during that in between phase of like falling asleep and that app and you hear that. Yes, that's terrifying. That's incredibly terrifying. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dark Art, 1000, 2000, thank you very much, says, Hi, in your next book, can we get some hot chicks in danger, like Uro Doji? I can draw hot women in danger? Sure. When you sent this message a little earlier, I thought, maybe I'll draw one of a, like a woman chained up and her shirt will be ripped. I was like, okay, I'm seeing the image. So, <laughs> folks... I realized I have well, well. We just learned. Door. We just learned a lot about Jeff real quick. Yeah. Well, look at. I. I think we've unlocked a door into like. All right, people like tits and art. They want this stuff. So, folks, so, if you back so, tits and art, and you would like to see certain things, let me know. Yeah. It's so, art. so, so, it's so, so, so this year you're you're you're, you're going to get asses and arts, and then the following year you're you're going to get Jeff's BD, BDSM fantasy. So you're going to get. Look, it's the book of booty, first off, <laughs> and secondly, folks. We're going to keep moving tits and art, and then we will get, give you the book of booty. So uh, go to titsandart.com right now and get yourselves a copy. I'll be going through the list and shipping out more books tomorrow. Be on yeah. the lookout for that. Uh, pretty much everything's been shipped. Um, uh, I, heard, I heard you on the High Council. You're, are you shipping out every, like once a week? Yeah, on Friday. So if you okay, you know cool. listen to the show on Thursday and you're like, oh, shit, I want a copy, buy it during the show. And then in the morning yeah. when I get up and do that, yeah. you, it gets uh... shipped out. If you want to, yeah. If you if, if you want a copy right now, go ahead and go to titsnar.com and uh, purchase one, and it'll be mailed out tomorrow. Yep, I they're already pre-packaged and ready to go. Just uh, yeah, get you a shipping label and send it on out. Yeah, that's it, man. That's all. That's all's gonna happen. So, if anybody's interested, listening right now, right this second during this YouTube live stream, go ahead and go to titsnar.com and get your copy. Your old pal Buffalo Jeff sent you. <laughs> Goku. Are you talking this out like every 15 minutes you're going to do it now? Maybe. This is a new age for world-class bullshitters. <laughs> um, Goku McDuck, thank you. Goku says, will you guys talk on how Disney will stop publishing classic Scrooge and Donald comics for having racist characters like Bombi Zombie? We'll talk about this because this falls in line with uh, when other companies like to censor their back catalog. You don't you can't hide from history. Now, I have to look what Bombie Zombie looks like, first off. But, Nick, have you heard that Disney will stop publishing classic Scrooge and Donald comics? I mean, it doesn't surprise me. They 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 fucking changed the the name of Boba Fett's ship from Slave 1 to, to, I don't know, spaceship thingy or whatever. I don't know. Like, it's fucking terrible. You know, just because they're like, oh, it'll, it'll trigger people. It's like, no, motherfucker, it won't. That's what it's called. 
and nobody nobody's had a problem with it until now. Nobody over ever since the fucking seventies, nineteen seventies. Let me let me say, nobody's had a goddamn problem. Like it's just it's been okay. We've been fine. But somehow Disney's like, ah, this is this is this is bad. We need to change. No, we're okay. No need to do that shit. Let me show you guys what Bombi the Zombie looks like. I, you know, it's it's a Disney product, so how offensive can it be? But uh, yeah, there's Bombi the Zombie. I think Yay. I think everyone should treat it like Warner Brothers. If you put out something from your back catalog, if you feel it's so offensive that you need to put a disclaimer, I don't like disclaimers. I don't like that. But like to cover your ass, just say, hey, this is what things were like back then and move on. I don't really like the idea of um, no, trying to a, censor or change. No, I'm not a fan of, of any sort of censorship. That's wrong. Um, you know, once again, it was like, you know, the past happened. Deal with it. Learn from it and uh, try to be better, you know, tomorrow. That's yeah. all I got to do, man. So you know. yeah, Bobby the Zombie. I'm learning something new on air. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. That's God. But uh, once again, it's like it's it's on par with this, the 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 same shit they're doing about like redoing the parks because you know the one of the one of the, one of the rides this one of the rides was from um in, oh, Splash in the, Mountain. Yeah, Splash Mountain was from in in the songs of the South or some shit like that. So it was like yeah. part of that movie and like part of that movie that they never show that doesn't exist or this that, and the other and they're like oh we have to we, we have to take it off it's like no every like we we've written that right as kids we never had a problem with it before and to be honest i didn't know it was part of that movie ever until somebody said something and i was like oh that makes sense because like honestly i didn't put it together i really didn't until somebody's like oh yeah they're re- they're they're taking apart this ride because it's, it's 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 from this movie it's like oh really i had no idea and yeah i just kind of knew zippity doo it's own thing yeah, well, we, yeah, because you heard it, because we, we, at some point, we, we went as kids to the fucking park, and we heard it in line, and because I played it 18, god, 18,000 goddamn times, and it's just kind of like, you know what the song is, you've done what this whole thing is, you're going on the ride so you can get wet because it's goddamn Florida, and it's always fucking hot, and you want to, you know, walk around and dry off after a little bit, it's like, it's, that you're riding the ride for purpose, not because of this bullshit, it's just kind of like, oh, it's a wet ride in fucking Florida in the summer, it's, like, it's all it is, doesn't mean shit. It's a small after all, Nick. That's what it means. Jesus, man. I actually got stuck on that ride once, and I went with uh, my family. Um, I wanted to just, like, fucking walk walk out walk out in the three feet of water and just be like, fuck it, I'm out. I'm done. I can't do this. <laughs> I've never heard this story of you getting stuck on a Disney ride. <laughs> no, and it was a smaller one, and they, and they did keep singing because they didn't fucking stop. And I was like, because, like, I waited. I <laughs> waited. I was like, this better, like, come back on fairly quickly and it i think i think five minutes had passed but it felt like 50 and i was like i am going to just get off and walk to the goddamn exit fuck this and they're like oh rides come back on i'm just like okay good it's a world of laughter a world of cheer nick shut up jeff that's all i know off the top of my head <laughs> it's a small world after all where were we tlj screwjob thank you very much where were we at? Dark Arts, Goku McDuck. Ah, Wanderer. There's Wanderer. What's up? Says, like a frost giant's head on an infant's body. Thor upon seeing MODOK. <laughs> yeah. They even show MODOK's ass in this movie, and it's as gross as you'd think. I mean, they showed Chris Hemsworth's ass, and that was that was the, 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 in the trailer they kept playing over and over again on TV, so that was fun. Yeah, that was to get women to come see the movie. Like, 
Nobody signs up to see CGI flat ass. Listen, the only movie women are going to see is going to be, what is it, Magic Mike 3 that, that also came out with Ant-Man this weekend? That's what's going to happen. I have seen zero trailers for Magic Mike 3. Oh, God, dude. Every time I go to the theaters now, it always fucking plays. It's so goddamn weird. It's so, it's, it's, I didn't, I didn't realize that we needed the part three of this movie. I thought we had two of them. We were okay. It's cool. And all of a sudden, part three, it's like, oh, really? We could have had Jump Street meets Men in Black, but we got fucking Magic Mike 3, really? Shit. Well, Channing Tatum needs to eat too, man. Remember that. <laughs> sure, whatever. Um, but, well, yeah, but, like, fucking... That was a wonderful idea that got pissed away because Sony was scared. I know. I'm sad every time we talk about it. Yeah, man. So... It's a genius, genius idea. Never going to happen. Troy Neenan, thank you very much, Troy, says, So you're saying your expectations for Ant-Man weren't small enough that it didn't match the heights of the first film? <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Fucking get out of here. Do we still have the Brie Larson Womp Womp button? Because that was a good one. I don't, I I don't know. That's that's on you. <laughs> I'm checking right now, man. Uh, I think I got... Oh, here it is! <laughs> Does she still post on her YouTube channel? Is she still doing like gaming shit or whatever that she was like during the pandemic when nobody really cared about her? Um, maybe. I, I gotta look. I gotta see what she's up to. Well, uh, look crazy, it up real man. quick while we're on air. Uh, Brie Larson's YouTube channel. She's got what forty-five million subscribers. Uh, no, six hundred and seventy-nine thousand. And she put out a video a month ago, the end of an era. <laughs> My 2022 scrapbook. It's her with God. women of color. Good, good for you, Brie. Good for you. I mean, I know she's your ex. I'm glad you're over her. Listen, <laughs> she better be wearing a dashiki and a sombrero in that fucking in that fucking video. I'm just saying, she's really got to you know fucking mail it home. It makes me happy that when you Google Brie Larson, or not Google, when you type in Brie Larson on YouTube, the first things you get are three videos from her, her music video, a series of shorts, why people hate Brie Larson, and us. Brie Larson, Marvel's Kryptonite. <laughs> Endgame is out this week, and Brie Larson steals the spotlight for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> she was great thank you Brie larson oh my god well i mean she's, she's gonna flare up again when fucking you know the marvels come out i bought a car with all the fucking Brie larson money <laughs> i still remember her nissan commercial drop the taco it's like what no <laughs> what? oh man nissan lost so much money with her yeah uh, Troy Neenan, thank you very much. Enrique Vasquez says, ants are a monarchy, not socialist. Yeah, Michael Douglas's joke just landed south of reasoning, relevance, or anything. funny. Yeah, funny. So. Master Marlbus says, well, hell, gonna be a banging stream, but I have an early flight to California in the morning. Have fun, folks. Well, Master Malbrus, thank you for joining us. Hopefully when you're here, the weather's better than it's been, and, uh, you make it out alive. Is it still raining out there? You guys still getting rain or, you're, or what? You guys still freaking out about that? Uh, No, it's just been colder than usual. 
I mean, I love, I love that cold than usual. It's sixty degrees outside. It's colder than usual. No, it's there's been frost warnings. It's been in the forties most days. Oh well, just like oh great February. So Georgian says one even more depressing phase five Marvel. Look up the latest pics of Nebula. She's now flat as a wooden board. Flat is not justice. I mean, that actress was really hot in the Jumanji movies. Yeah. She, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Or uh, Karen Gillan, right? Yeah. 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 It's like I'm trying to say something different as I'm typing. So it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's not working out. Nope. It's like trying to, was it, pat your head and chew bubblegum at the same time or whatever? No, chew, chew bubblegum, pat your head, rub your stomach at the same time. Also, also by hopping on one foot, like doing all that at one time. So, yeah, that's uh, what Fozzie Bear taught me. <laughs> Thank you, Sejorjan. TLJ Screwjob says, Jeff, what are Jesse's thoughts on goblins equals use? I haven't said anything to her. Um, Tweeter. TLJ Screwjob says, Kurt only gold medalist, Batista only Oscar winner. Well, he hasn't he hasn't won nor been nominated yet, so we don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, that's the cart before the horse. There, Batista's good enough, but he's not Oscar good. He's not he's not Branson good either. So we'll get there one day. Let me make sure I pull that up. <laughs> hey, thank thanks for the heads up, Joseph. Uh... <laughs> If she needs a seat, I got one for her. <clears throat> Just saying. Wow, pick and save. That is a comic book I do not want to read. <laughs> so, our friend um, TLJ Screwjob again says, thoughts on Susan stepping down as YouTube CEO? Well, there's going to be some changes to the algorithm, boys, so hopefully we're on the right side of that. What do you yeah. think about this, Nick? I mean, I'm I'm happy. I mean, I think people have been, you know, whenever she's done these interviews and things like that and try to talk about YouTube, it's always been a clusterfuck. The, the decisions they've made have been anti, I want to say anti-creator in all reality. I mean, they they make all this money. <clears throat> Remember, what is it? One of the rules that went in play uh, a couple of years ago was they were going to run ads on people's videos that had not hit a thousand subs yet. And they're going to keep the money of it and not give you any, which I thought was entirely bullshit. Um, Same. They 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 need to give they need to give the creators more money to make to have them to make the incentive higher so they stay on the platform because people are going to leave. It's it's going to happen. There is going to be somebody who is going to make something bigger. People are just going to get tired of it and go somewhere else. Yes, I know the other few platforms that people other ones are use are kind of still coming up, but just give it time. Give it time. Yeah. When when a lot of the popular creators go somewhere else. Um, and YouTube dies eventually. It's it's going to be they're they're going to be it's going to be like Netflix or fucking blockbusters. Like what what happened? We we're doing everything right. What's going on? It's like, no, you fucked up, dude. I was I've been thinking about how because you you said the name Netflix, and how streaming did fuck everything up, and how it's kind of fascinating. I know we covered a lot. I'll avoid any repeat business this week. But man, like going to the movies and then thinking about streaming, like everything's changed, and. I don't know if Hollywood is going to be able to, like... Basically, what I'm saying is, like, I watched Ant-Man, and I was thinking about how bad it was and how expensive it was and how everything's changed with movie making and how there's the focus on streaming and it's not making them enough money. So I walked out of that movie thinking to myself, are we headed towards a new dark era of 
movies in general because they screwed the pooch on trying to cash in on streaming and now we're going to be stuck with crappy, shitty-looking movies for a while? That's what I think. I. Well, I mean, there was a thing that... What was it Matt Damon said on Hot Ones, or that which I I thought was really good when he was on there. He said that um, when DVDs were around, um, he, he was he was going through like the money he'd have to put forward to make a movie, which was like a hundred million dollars just to start a process out of his own pocket. First of all, or it was like it was something like a fifty two fifty two hundred million dollars you'd have to make you had to put up front to even start the process of you know making the movie, and then the movie'd have to make like two or three hundred million dollars, and even to you know to um, to make a profit on top of that and he's like it's not feasible because back in the day what they would do is that they would make sm- a small movie maybe 20 or 30 million and it wouldn't be a tentpole it'd be like you know march it, w- it would be after it would be after the beginning of the after the first quarter and you know they'd make the movie it would do okay in theaters you know and it would do all right it would make it would make its money back or something and then they'd also have a second uh run at it when dvd when the dvd or blu-ray came out and now because of streaming and everybody's all about streaming and that's a thing. It's like you can't. You only have one shot to do it. And even then with the streaming companies, um, I know Netflix I know Netflix plays uh, pays a flat fee. I think Hulu does uh, an advertisement thing where like if ads run on your movie or whatever, you get X amount of that. Or they, they may be a flat fee as well. I don't really know. Um I know Amazon is like per click or per or per watch hour or something depends on like what what level you're at and how much they want to give you. But um, yeah, that's the thing is like the the way the way it works now is like that's how it works. You don't get a lot of money out of the streaming companies because they don't want to put out. That's why they're making their own content. And even then, with a lot of them who are making their own content, like Netflix, who spends twenty billion dollars a year on content, not a lot not a lot of it is profitable, and they don't bring enough people. So. You know, it just it's 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 a weird thing, and I think, and like this is why I'm a fan of physical media because like I I like the idea of the movie coming out and I go get it at you know Walmart or Target or whatever. Like I enjoy that, but it's hard to to do that because a lot of shit comes out instead. So you're not usually picking up, you know, like Ant Man three at fucking Target or Walmart or whatever. You're not picking up that. You're not picking up the shitty movies anymore. You want the the good stuff. So I don't know. There, there needs to be something, some, some sort of change, some sort of thing that happens because upping the prices on all the, all the, all these services is not working out. Jeff, you there, buddy? Yeah, I thought I was talking. I didn't realize I had my mic muted. I was going to say to you, speaking of physical media, did you see that they announced today that the Christopher Reeve Superman films are getting a 4K box set? Ooh, I would, yeah. Yeah, I would I would acquire the first two, at least the first one, definitely, just because um, that holds a special place in my heart. It's one of the one of the first superhero movies I watched as a kid. And I remember that music, the costume and the effects. Yes, they weren't great. But just the way um, Christopher Reeves presented himself in the costume and this whole demeanor and everything, that is all acting thing is it was was great. And I loved it. and that's you know, it was it was it was shitty to see him, uh, him uh, you know, not be able to walk and not get better and stuff like that. It was fucking terrible to see that because I was always hopeful. Oh, I was like, man, maybe maybe he'll come back, maybe it'll happen. And then there was a commercial during the Super Bowl where it was like him standing up and stuff, and I was like, what does this mean? What's going on? Like you know, so I was hopeful, but it was it was it was just heartbreaking to uh, to see what happened to the guy. It was. 
I'm glad you're very honest, though, about, yeah, I get the at least the first one. Like, that's that was my dilemma, because I looked at the box set and I went, Jeff, do you really want to spend money on Superman for the quest for peace? And I yeah. thought to myself, no. I don't. Well, like, well, like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm extremely, I mean, with 4K now, I'm super selective. It's like, what am I going to rewatch, and what means the most to me in this format? Like, I have Halloween one. That's my first one I bought. I'm going to buy. I'm definitely going to buy Fifth Element because I want to rewatch that and I want to see that and it's full. It and, looks great. Yeah. Once again, like that movie has so much visual stuff in it and it's so fucking packed of you know so much scenery that like. It has to look good in 4K. It really does. Oh, it um, does, dude. Even you know, even to get some, I would, I would get probably one or two Marvel movies in 4K. I wouldn't go crazy with it. I'd get like Iron Man, one, and then maybe the first Avengers movie, and like that'd probably be it. Because I don't want, I don't want to get too far into the 4K thing. I want to get ones I'm really gonna watch and keep and you know rewatch and things like that, like strip or uh, Summer Party Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, it's like Summer Party Massacre is one of your favorites. So, dude, if they ever did Summer Party Massacre 4K, I'd be, I'd, I'm down. They will. <laughs> Everything's getting 4K remastered, dude. Toxic <laughs> Avenger, all the trauma films, like oh not god, all the trauma dude. Films, I was, yeah, god. I was. Oh, speaking of which, I forgot, to, I forgot to mention this at the convention. Now uh, I went to uh, Days of the Dead in Atlanta. Um, I brought some stuff to sell, like some VHS tapes and shit like that. And I was talking to this guy because he wanted to get some tapes from me or whatever. Oh, we had to go way to walk down towards the opening of the building because the signal was bad. And he was telling me, I was telling him, I was like, yeah, you know, he looked at my shirt. And he was like, oh, what is that? I'm like, oh, it's a podcast. I'm on with, you know, shit on Hollywood, this and the other. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm an actor and I need to tell you guys, I need to tell you about what's going on now. I'm like, oh, what's going on? He's like, there's still a rule in play with the, um, the, the Screen Actors Guild, SAG that you have to be updated on your on your shots oh. or you will not be able to work on a set hmm. like and it's and, and, and it's a thing where it's like you know a lot of a lot of the government agencies have said no it's okay now no big deal whatever but sag has been uh militant in their enforcement of this rule that if you're not up on your on your shots you cannot work on a set i hadn't heard of that i it's interesting yeah so yeah, I th I thought that was weird that like they're that militant about <clears throat> about that, and I'm just like that's weird. That's that's really strange, but that also doesn't surprise me. It's Hollywood. Yep. Uh, this background, I get lost looking at it. I think a lot of people. Hey, do. Deanna, are you back yet? Yeah. <laughs> now. Um, Ninja Lawyer Steve has said, Jeff, do you have an email about 80s action heroes? I have it right here, Ninja Lawyer Steve. Um, guys, we're going to do some fan mail at the end of the show. I'll pull that up and make sure I have the Patreon messages too. But remind me to do fan mail because I want to make sure we start that as a segment that ends each and every episode, folks. Start sending in your fan mail to worldclassbs at mail.com. The best mail. Dot com. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Xavier to God says, fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remembered the thing I wanted to ask you guys. What did you think of the Michael Keaton flash trailer? Love, the, I love, I, I love how it was a flash trailer, but they've showed very little flash in the trailer. Yep. It's a, it's yep. A it was it, Hillary kept making the dish and goes, you mean the Batman movie, the new Batman movie, the bat. I'm like, no. Woman, she's like, no, it's a Batman. Like, 
I like, listen, it got me pumped. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, damn. You know, even though, you know, everything going on, you know, they did a good job of keeping <laughs> Ezra trying to get you to forget that he's in that motherfucker. But yeah, man, I, seeing him in that suit again, goddamn, I'd be lying. And he whips off the, ugh, I'd be lying if I didn't say I was at least intrigued. Yeah, that's that's for sure. I mean, I, I did I did watch a Flashpoint cartoon uh, a while ago, a couple times, and uh, I thought that was really really fun and well done. Uh, but we'll see how how much how far they deviate in the movie. Dude, I love the Flashpoint cartoon. That thing was, oh, it wasn't as good yep. as the comic, but it was still good. Yeah, I oh, think yeah, right. condensed version of the comic. Hey, Dion, do me a favor. Answer this fuck, Mary kill. Iron Man 3, Amazing Spider-Man 2, or Wonder Woman 84? Oh, I'm killing Wonder Woman 84. Um, I guess I'm fucking... Um, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 and marrying Iron Man 3. <laughs> Isn't that exactly what we said, Nick? Yeah, that's exactly what we said. <laughs> <laughs> Lesser well, of all go, three. <laughs> oh, thank you, Xavier to God. Dr. Coffinale says it used to be theorized that Dr. Doom, Kang, and Ramatut may be the same person. Pretty sure Dr. Doom ain't black. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you in the post credit sequence before the Council of um, Kangs, the Kang is King Tut. Kang is a. Chinese guy with a Fu Manchu and Kang is somebody else. And then you see the army of Kang. So that's in the movie. Yeah, but I'm sure Dr. Doom is black. It's Dr. Von Doom out of Latvia. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we don't even know they're doing a Fantastic Four or not either, so. I don't think they should, man. No, I don't I, I don't think don't so think either. I think well. I think I think they have their hands full with their their current bullshit and they don't need to add something else to it because I, I, I loved the the old cartoon I used to watch as a kid of Fantastic Four. And whenever I heard the fucking movie was gonna come out of the nineties, I was so excited and then it just never came out. Yeah. Um but uh, I and, and even even the ones that did come out were actually like the first one was pretty good. I thought it was pretty fun. The second one with Silver Surfer was a little weird. Yeah. But the first one was was okay. Um, I thought it was alright. I think that one gets un not unjustly shit on, but it's also not terrible. I'm with you. The 2005 Fantastic Four is not bad, and I think the 94 one that wasn't supposed to get released officially. I don't think that. I think that's the best one, honestly. It's so cheesy and over the top, and it so gets the characters right. So fucking cheesy. I love it. Oh my god, <laughs> it is ridiculous. It's like if TMNT sucked. Like the original 1991. That's a perfect way to fucking describe that movie. That is a fucking That's perfect TMNT fucking song. Oh god. Oh man. Yeah, I think I think they they did a big theatrical showing here at a local theater. Uh, the uh, the Plaza in Atlanta um did a did a showing of it. I was like, shit, man. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, they're I'd yeah they're, 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 it, it, it's funny because the the Plaza is copying New Beverly, 100. percent Oh. Yeah, because they're showing like old movies and cool stuff and all kinds of new things. That because they were doing a lot of artsy bullshit last year, and I was like, eh, I don't, I don't know if I want to watch that. I don't know if I want to watch a fucking um, North Korean film or whatever. That's you know in 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 uh, in Tumul or whatever. I'm good. I'm alright. Would you rather watch a Serbian film? No. 
No. <laughs> God, no. Gotcha. No, we're not doing that. Uh, but, and, you know, now, you know, now they're, they're actually watching, they're actually, you know, showing some cool stuff like they, you know, they showed the thing um, in January and I went to go out. I got real drunk and went to go watch that. That was a lot of fun. So. Hey, Dion, I think we're getting some echo from you, dude. Oh. <laughs> uh, Greg Johnson. Thank you very much, Greg. What up? He says, just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Also, at number 57, please. Well, Greg, thanks for supporting WCBS. And uh, let's get you at number 57. I can count, right? Uh, where's it at? Oh, it's right here. Uh, again <laughs> I do love that you went space balls with that I do love that space balls is one of the best movies ever made yeah. yep great great movie well I mean we are we are getting history of the world part two on Hulu at some point which is odd yeah I'd like to forget that that's happening <laughs> just get yourself a copy of space balls on 4k Nick and you won't regret it I don't, I don't know about comedies in 4K. I really don't. Like that's that's a that's a thing. Like I need that's a needs... special effects heavy movie, all shot yeah. on film with optical effects. It looks great. It's a lot of reason I'm saying it is like this. You'll never get the original cut of Star Wars on 4K, but you'll have Spaceballs, which is produced the same way as Star Wars. So like the spaceship shots and all that fun stuff, Mega Made. Oh man, it looks wonderful. <laughs> Mega Made. Uh, that's that's true. <laughs> Look, I only pay about fifteen to twenty dollars for my movies. I don't pay like twenty five dollars enough. Oh, I, I refuse to do that. Where are you where are you getting yours from again? It depends. I'll go to Groove or Vimeo. Uh, not Vimeo. Um, there's just a bunch of things I follow on Facebook. I'll send you the links because cool. I I my section or selection of movies is like I have the Shine 4K. Why? Because it was nine dollars. Like I do love these movies, but I pick when they're super cheap. Like the fifth element was fourteen dollars or maybe it was nine ninety nine when I bought it. So nice. know, I wasn't spending a ton. I never do. I kinda of pride myself on my the 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 breadth of my movie collection and the price I pay for it. It's kinda of one and you know, one and the same. It's fun for me. Gotcha. Uh, Greg Johnson, thank you very much. TLJ Screwjob says me here's one Buffalo Jeff wearing headphones oh. shiver. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, Asado Fortune says, Is Tits and Art shipped to Canada? Nothing yet. Shoot me an email to uh, wcbscomics at gmail.com and I will make sure we get everything resent to you if there's an issue. Goku McDuck, thank you very much. So Disney is saying Africans cannot play zombies? Goku, I think they're saying that the drawing is like stereotypical and offensive with the bone through the nose and all that stuff i don't i don't really see like the issue if, if there's a demand to reprint the old comics make them available and just people like the people that are going to get offended by these this these depictions aren't going to buy your high-priced 1940s reprints they're just not <laughs> they don't spend money on this shit like if you put it in something that's going to stream or it's on youtube then you'll offend a million people but like if, you, if it's just a reprint of your old shit just put it out don't make a big deal about it and when people find it and they just, you just go hey that's it's one-to-one -one what was in our past 
and we stand by the past. I don't know. Well, Something and even like then, the the early zombie movies were like Voodoo and Haitian and things like that. Those were the early ones until Romero did Night of the Living Dead, and he did those zombies. There was a difference. Yeah. There's a charm though to those old style ones. I do like them. Agreed. <laughs> Xavier to God. Thank you. He says, uh, fuck, Mary kill Spider-Man from 2002, Batman 89 or Superman 78. Oh, fuck you. <sighs> fuck I don't know. Man. I get, I got to marry Superman. Cause like it, once again, that movie is like, yeah, that was, that affected me in a positive way as a kid. I fucking love that movie. Um, then it's gonna be then it's gonna be pet then it's gonna be fuck uh, Batman eighty nine. Unfortunately, got to kill Spider Man, but I shouldn't. I should actually make it my second mistress. But uh, you know, those aren't the rules. I will fuck Batman eighty nine. No, I'll fuck Spider Man. I'll marry Batman eighty nine, and I'll kill Superman. <laughs> um... I love love Spider Man, but man, it is not as good as Batman eighty nine. I will definitely fuck Batman 89, marry Spider-Man 2, and I I gotta kill Superman. I'm sorry. No, Dion, it's not Spider-Man 2. It's just the first Spider-Man from 2002. Oh, same answer. Okay. <laughs> I did not know that about our friendship. You prefer the company of Spider-Man over Batman. No problem. Just a surprise. Well, you know, Batman I want to marry, but... She's just so fine in bed. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I do know what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> We're talking about movies here, folks. Nothing more, nothing less. Only film. Thank you, Xavier to God. Enrique Vasquez says, speaking of 4K, did you see the new Star Wars 4, 5, 6? Looks shit. Oh, the boxes! Yeah! So, guys, the Disney... 4K releases of Star Wars, the original trilogy, comes in these piss-poor, ugly silver boxes with stock Star Wars art on the front. And what it is, is it's to line up with Disney's 100th anniversary home video release. But they're fuck ugly, and people are not liking them. I'll show you a picture of them real quick. Um, Enrique, I saw those, and they look gross. I know they're steelbooks, and people want to collect them, but the other steelbooks looked better. These ones aren't anything to write home about. I'll pull one up real quick. Because I caved and got Star Wars on 4K for about $9.99, Nick. That's when I, that's when I pulled the trigger. And it was like a one-day sale on Amazon. That's why I have a copy of Star Wars on 4K. And it actually looked pretty good. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, isn't that, isn't that an ugly box? Yeah, I mean, it's like, why is why is fucking R two on the front? Like, what the fuck? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And then, like, having the ship on the inside, like, their escape ship on the inside, like, what? That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> like, if... it's one of those things where you have to know what you're looking. You have to know what it is before and before you buy it. You know, you like if somebody if somebody just sees this, they're gonna think it's oh, it's some Star Wars product that we don't know about. It's some random thing. You know, it's it's weird. I mean, are 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 they doing this purposefully so they could just say, "Oh, we put it out, nobody bought it, so it was so it was a failure." Is that what they're trying to do? No, it's part of the whole like the whole line of book or movies look like this. They're all in this ugly silver case. Like I saw, like monster. I was at Best Buy the other day looking for something, and it was like Monsters Inc. Something else and Moana all had this ugly silver box. So, 
It's just how Disney's marketing it. It's just a bad yeah, design. Yeah, because like, wait, are they are they trying to refer to the old VHS VHS um, um, ones in the black VHS, the, the three movie box set? Are trying to refer to those with these cases? I don't because remember the remember the faces on those were I think R two Yoda and Vader. Oh, those classic ones. No, they're not cl- calling back to that because the other one is like. Darth Vader from Revenge of the Sith and something else. Like, they don't even have the right images on them. Yeah. Here, I'll show you what Toy Story looks like real quick since uh, we're talking about Disney's mistake. Uh, yeah, because I'm looking at uh, The Empire Strikes Back and, like, yeah, it look once again, like, it just says Yoda on the, on the front and it has uh, Vader doing his, you know, uh, his handout to Luke. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, the picture looks like it's drawn to the crown on the front, and it's got a boot in the back. The hell is this? Like, this is this like, is the most this is a generic one size fits all Disney <laughs> mantra of doing business. Yeah, no it's shit, man. In cases with the with the stock photo esque bullshit that you'd see in TJ Maxx when you buy a new picture frame. <laughs> you need to quit getting drugged at TJ Maxx, Dion. Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry, Marshall man. Fields. Sometimes that that high is just too good. <laughs> That's what Karen said right before she left her husband. And <laughs> right kids. before she loses her shit. Yeah, before oh, she goes man. off the deep end. Yeah. So I mean, guys, even, yeah, yeah. Even even thirty bucks for these, I think, is just like I don't know. It's too much for you. It's too much for me too. I mean, yeah. I mean, what, like, yeah. For what for what they look like. I mean, if it was if it was like fifteen, maybe I would be like, all right, I'm gonna get a new hope and be okay with the four K version. That's it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's oh, that's fucking weird. Yes, Ender's seventy five. Those are ass. I'm not a fan at all. <laughs> so, guys, I think we're gonna call tonight a shorter episode because we've covered Ant Man. We've reviewed it well. We had a nice large audience join us tonight, folks. Thank you for hanging out. Join us back again next week. We're gonna have Kendo as well as uh, other things uh, coming to the channel. Yes, folks, Kendo's coming back next week. Tell your friends. They'll tell two friends, and so on and so on. But guys, <laughs> I mean, unless anything... the, yeah, unless unless the audience wants us to discuss anything or you know. Dion, you got anything, buddy? Anything at all? Yeah, all the, yeah. to the members in the chat, anybody in the chat, you guys got anything you want us to cover before we put this baby to bed? Uh, let us know. What about you, Dion? No, I mean, we talked about all the stuff that I was uh, uh, talking about. It, it got brought up with uh, shitting on Disney. You know, that was, that, was, that was the meat of what I wanted to discuss. I got a question for you. What'd you have for dinner? Oh man! Well, Hillary made a tear top casserole because you know I do have myself a suburban uh, Caucasian female, so uh, I got yeah. made nice, which I was actually really surprised or uh, really excited about because it's been a minute since she made it, and that shit is delicious. So I had tater tot casserole, baby. Yummy. <laughs> It's one of those things where it's like, it sounds like tear down casserole should have the same age range as Legos, nine to ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, like it is. It is kind of cook some shit and then throw it in a in a pan with some other shit and then just bake it. And I'm like, it, you know what, white America? Thank you. I'm all about it. <laughs> it sounds delicious. I just it's want some. Dr. Coffinales, I was trying to go back and make sure uh, to see how far back we read your super chat. It's been a minute. 
I did think you missed it. Oh, oh yeah, we did talk about that about um, Rama Tut and everyone being the same person. Yet in the movie, Kang is Rama Tut and a Fu Manchu guy and somebody else. So they're all the same being that is in the film. Modalicious sends in a super chat that says, uh, "Everyone, go watch Bill Whittle's video on unmaking of Star Wars." All right, we will. Let's see. Uh, the guy says, "I met, you missed my second to last one. Oh, we did. Okay, sorry. Fuck Mary, kill, and then we're gonna do fan mail. Um, fuck yep. Mary, kill. Batman Begins, Batman '89, and The Dark Knight. Oh, this is easy for me, man. Oh. I know it's gonna hurt Dion, but I'm gonna Mary Begins, fuck '89, and kill The Dark Knight. Ooh, I am marrying '89, fucking The Dark Knight, and killing Begins." I gotta marry 89, fuck Dark Knight, and kill Begins. Yeah. I do I do love Begins, but um, Dark Knight, I think, is a little bit better because you do have Two-Face sure. yeah. two, two and the Joker. And when I saw Two-Face on the big screen the first time, I freaked the fuck out. Um, they did that CG so goddamn well, and um, it was so much fun. Yep. And it's not about what I want. It's about what's fair. <laughs> Let me get unmaking Star Wars real quick. Alright, I got Unmaking a Star Wars pulled up. I think I've seen this movie or I think I've watched this, but I'll watch it again. I'm down. So let's do some fan mail, guys. It's been a minute since we've had fan mail, but let's have some fun with it, shall we? Let's do it. Now, I believe we might have read this one. Did we do Doctor Doom versus Joker, or did we read it in the introduction to last week's show and forget to discuss it? We forgot to discuss it. We just read it in okay. the introduction. So let's make up for that. This is a Patreon uh, email from the White Wolf. Thank you, White Wolf. Thank you for your service during uh, the end game, the battle versus Thanos and all that shit. For those who don't know, White Wolf is um, Bucky. Anyway, Doctor Doom from Marvel or Joker from DC. All their abilities, attributes, etc. And, uh, would it matter if they why they fought each other? So, I think Doctor Doom would eliminate the Joker in seconds because the Joker is just a dude with a couple of tricks up his sleeve, and he only gets away with it because Batman won't pull the trigger. Metaphorically speaking, Doctor Doom won't have any compunction to kill a guy. So I think the Joker will just make one bad joke, and Doctor Doom will smoke him, turn him into ash, wipe him away, vaporize him. What do you guys think? It, it definitely depends on what's the context. If, if, if it's like they just run into each other, yeah. Doom is just going to kill his ass. But if it's like, you know, the Joker, for whatever reason, develops a thing for Doom, you know, and he has time to kind of fuck with him, you know, it, 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 that goes definitely in a much different direction. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. If, if, if it's them bumping into each other during, you know, a random series of events, yeah, yeah Joker gets fucking his heart blown through his fucking asshole. <laughs> I mean, I think, I, th I think Joker's got some tricks up his sleeve that would help him survive against Doom a little bit. At least, at least for, at least for a bit. Of course, those will run out, but I feel like, um, the Joker would, would, would serve, would, he would, you know, he'd be, he'd be a good first round fight. Let's say that. After that, he'd be spent and, you know, Doom would fucking kill him. 
God, it would be fun though to watch. No, it would be. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Because I feel like at that point, um, Joker would, would, would like, like, like you said, Doom would fucking vaporize his heart in a minute. And yeah, one hundred percent. But I feel like Joker has been around long enough and been around a lot of shit, and it has enough tricks up his sleeve that knows enough stuff to at least survive for a while, but not forever. Man, Death Battle needs to make this sooner than later. Come on, guys. Now, we have um, another one from The White Wolf. What are the worst comic book movies? To name a few. Catwoman, Eternals, Captain Marvel, Fan Forstic, Green Lantern, all of Zack Snyder's DC movies for Dion, etc. Um, so thank You're you right. again, White Wolf, for sending the message. What do you guys think is the absolute worst, or what do you think some of the worst comic book movies are, since that's how broad the question is? Okay, Electra was... Thank no. you. I was, thinking, I was trying to think about that. I was like, yeah, Electra's yep. bad. That is shit. Yeah. Electra's bad, for sure. Um... Mm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 is bad. Turtles Through Time is terrible. Catwoman is terrible. Catwoman is so bad. Don't get me wrong, I'm glad that we get to see multiple angles of Halle Berry's ass, but goodness gracious, that movie's terrible. I don't like X-Men Apocalypse. I think that's one of the worst ones. X-Men, I would, well, I what think was that is still worse than Apocalypse? What was okay? What was or what not, after that? Uh, yeah, no, X X Men three. I'll just say three because United is two. But three yeah, and a, three I think X Men three is so fucking ones. bad. Dark um, Phoenix is shitty too. Yep. Yeah, no, Dark Phoenix was no, no, Dark Phoenix was really fucking bad, and then I think Apocalypse was before that. Yes. Yep. Yeah, those two. I oh, dude, either. oh my. God, I've never seen. The, I haven't seen the ending. Especially, of especially yet. when Jennifer Lawrence opens up her fucking mouth and says, "It shouldn't be X Men. It should be X Women because we do all the work." It's like, go fuck yourself. The fact, the fact that that's an actual line in that movie is insane. Yeah, like it's, the fact that they turn her into a into like a member of the X Men is just like if you ever need a, a, an example of what 20th Century Fox didn't get about Marvel. Watch, just just watch those two. Watch those two movies for sure. Yeah. Monster Zero One says both X Men threes are trash. Yeah, I can't believe we have multiple X Men threes. Oh God, that's, that's, that's wild. That's true. Um, trying to sound not not sound cliche and say like Howard the Duck. That was a shitty one, but you know. It was weird because watching it as a kid, it was actually really good. And then when you watch it as an adult, you're just like, this is fucking terrible. Yeah, when you're too dumb to know like how a movie should go, you know, you you can enjoy it. Like, if you turn your brain off, Howard the Duck's not terrible, but holy shit, is it just not a good movie? <laughs> Suicide they, I can't Squad. They did, George Lucas did Leah Thompson like that. Dude, George <laughs> Lucas did a lot of crazy shit in the 80s. Yeah. That divorce yeah. really including, fucked up. Including cocaine. <laughs> Could you imagine George Lucas on cocaine? He would just be like a normal guy. <laughs> right? <laughs> or or what do you do? Or what do you do? Uh, Close Encounters uh, Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. Oh my god, yeah. George Lucas does a breakdancing science fiction movie that he rips off from his best friend? <laughs> I'm there. The aliens finally bring back the, the humans that they stole from the first one. 
Right. And through the power of dance, humanity reclaims their lost brethren. There you go. Well, because, man, they had a fucking DJ and lights. That's, ha that, that's half of it right there, Jeff. Uh, okay, fair. Just just, just bring out fucking Steve Aoki or fucking somebody else and just just have a party, throw some fucking, you know, um, MDMA around and, you you know, you'll, you'll fucking solve problems, man. It's okay. Your logic is sound, dude. I'm not going to fight you. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, man. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You know, there may be some, you know, interspecies shit going down, but it'll be okay. It's good. It's good for the universe. It's all right. It'll, it'll just let, let it happen. Let it happen. It feels just as soft on the inside. <laughs> so, I just want to throw some shade at one more film, and that film, well, I clicked off of it, was, uh, Wow, how did I click off the damn thing? I had to pull it up here. Anyway, that film is Jonah Hex. Fuck that movie. That oh, movie is God. terrible levels of shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, that, that was bad. Fucking sucks. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like, the, the premise, like, it was funny because, like, you had a lot of the Supernatural shows come out. Even the show Supernatural was around then during that movie. And you couldn't, like, bring that to life because i mean the premise of it sounds like it was primed for a movie but they fucked it up and it just didn't it didn't land mm -hmm. i wonder how many times that happens probably a lot more than we realize yeah probably a lot man yep so here's our last piece of fan mail from angelo steve um Basically, Adam Wingard said he made King Kong and Godzilla like an 80s action hero, the kind that are down on their luck and have the odds hopelessly stacked against them. But Kong is so down on his luck that he always has to get bailed out by someone else. He never once gets out of trouble by himself. He always needs someone else's someone else's hell. Uh, this is the only movie where he doesn't break out of chains, and he never overcomes it as adversary. I mean, he's made to look weak and helpless, and they hand him a particular trophy so it doesn't come off as a complete loser. Wingard said he wanted to give Kong a Rocky victory, which makes me wonder if he's even seen Rocky. I'm actually thinking of editing a Rocky Creed fight into Mirror GVK. I don't remember the Terminator John McClane or Wingard specifically cites or Rambo being so thoroughly dragged through the mud, at least in the installments I've seen. Do you know of any 80s or 90s action heroes who so consistently failed that they needed to have other characters save them? That's a good question. Hmm. Because it's a more of a modern problem that the hero can't pull yeah. themselves out of the bacon, it, or the you know they you know whatever I'm trying to say. I had a couple drinks, but my point is like <laughs> those the guys used to be able to stand on their own and be dependable. You know when Indiana Jones got in the Temple of Doom with Willie and Short Round, it wasn't Willie and Short Round that were gonna get him out. It was Indy, even when he was under the black sleeve of Khaled. Like yeah, it was gonna yeah. be Indy that saves the day. I don't. Yeah. Why do people try to subvert? Well, I mean, okay, okay, okay. Here's the thing. Now, in Last Crusade, did it start around that time because Indy had the help of his father? Yeah, this, you know, professor who had so much more going on. Like, I don't, I don't want to see. Like, the thing is, though, he had his dad, but he also had to save his dad. And it was his faith that actually saved the day, not necessarily his dad's faith. Because, like, when it came down to it, his dad got shot. And it's, you know, right. the whole penitent man kneels before God. Like, I, that's how you do it right. You know, Ninja Lawyer Steve, there's no more 
heroism. To go back to Bruce Willis in the fourth Die Hard, I thought they did a decent job taking 1980s, early 90s Bruce Willis and making him kind of relevant in 2007 in that world. I thought that was a time yeah. where he modernized an action hero incredibly mm-hmm. well. Yeah, and, and, and it's funny because they did like Old Man Against the Machines or Old Man Fights the Future, and he fucking won. And yeah. he beat the shit out of every. There was a fucking thing with the whole what is it like with the F eighteen or F one? It was some like. Yep. It was some fighter jet. I'm not gonna. I forget the the, the distinction. So somebody's gonna, you know, have it in the chat. But like he goes against that. Like it, it's a whole like crazy scene that happens. Like those movies escalate all like all the way through. Like it's it's crazy. They're a lot of fun until you get to five. Um. But even then, it's him just you know. He, he didn't know about computers. He had Justin Long help him, and still he's like, you know, do this shit, let's go. And even when he wasn't there and he was trying to save his daughter at the end, like, he fucking did it. You know? It was, um, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I, th- I think I think it's a modern, I think that's a modern thing where, like, the hero gets help from an outside source or something in order to win. And I don't really like that because the hero of the of the movie of the story is supposed to be the hero. They're supposed to go through the journey of overcoming their obstacles, learn, grow, and become a better hero at the end. Not depend on anybody else because they've depended on themselves because once again they're the hero. That's true. The traditional like I was saying, like we keep going against tradition with storytelling. It's not like we're trying to keep traditions alive that are terrible it's like look this is something from thousands of years we've built upon these traditional storytelling tropes that's why star wars and things work because they have those universal elements that everybody likes we keep taking those out and our stories and our characters suck even harder like outside of john wick i can't think of a handful of characters from the modern age let's say 2015 on we'll just go back 2014 for john wick to appear but like in the last decade how many great original things have popped up it's we're kind of stuck in this perpetual loop i saw an interesting post about ready player one how the film discussed the pop culture of they were stuck in some whatever pop culture loop and then they go that's what happened to us in real life too because we are stuck in this pop culture nostalgia loop it's literally the same stuff you realize it's 2023 and we're still talking about a new indiana jones movie the guy's 80 years old like goddamn, we really aren't moving forward in any way which well- it sucks. And, well, and and he, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's here. Well, the, I have no problem with that. But the problem is that we shouldn't be t- like you said. We shouldn't be talking about a new Indiana Jones movie. We should be. We should be grateful that we had the, the three good ones from the past, and say those are timeless because of their their being perfect. They really are. Um, there shouldn't be a new one. There shouldn't be eighteen Halloween fucking movies. There shouldn't be remakes and reboots and reimagines and all this other bullshit. Those things shouldn't happen. But they make money, and normies go and watch them, and that's the fucking problem. God, I love the normies, Nick. I hate the normies so much. Nice. So much. What would you do if someone walked up to you and called you a normie? I'd, I'd, I'd attempt to punch them in the face. And they would deserve it. Yeah. So, guys, we've read our fan mail. We've read our... Oh, we have some another super chat from our friend Xavier to God. Thank you, folks. You guys see James Bond versus John Wick by Death Battle. I have not. <laughs> you guys want to speculate on who would win in that fight? James Bond versus John Wick? <sighs> I 
<laughs> I don't know, man. Like that's a. They're both really. They're both extremely dedicated, and, and they're going to like off themselves to win in a weird way. Like they'll they'll win because you know they're mo- they're motivated enough to win, kind of thing. So it's it's hard to it's hard to decide really. I love 007, but I don't think he can fight the way John Wick can. And so I'm going to go against my favorite hero and say I think John Wick would win in a fight just flat out. He's what's been shown on screen, he is far more deadly. Even though Pierce Brosnan's James Bond has the highest kill count of any of them, like I just, I don't think any of the Bonds on screen can move like that. They can take to any Bond can take punches really get the shit kicked out of him but bond's never fought in that kind of world before even daniel craig well no th- that's true but i but i feel like he's capable enough and if you say it's like oh you know john wick's the enemy of fucking england or whatever freedom or something he would give his he would give his life to to make sure that john wick dies and then oh god yeah but it and comes feel, to gunplay I, well, yeah, yeah bond is equal no 100 percent um but I just feel like in their dedication, they would both like once again they would both like off themselves to kill the other one if it meant they both were going to die, kind of thing. So I don't know. It's and once again, like you said, they have both different styles because Bond's been trained and he has experience over the over the years and doing stuff and espionage and things like that. So I don't know. It's it's it would be interesting. It would be very interesting to 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 uh, to speculate. I wish it would happen now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that would be a fun short or skit or something for sure. Um, yeah, because I mean, it's you know, once again, they're 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 both fighters. They're both proficient. It, it's funny because they're both proficient in the exact same things, but they have had different, I guess, training to get to where they are. Yeah, but once again, they're both good at what they do. So it's 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 it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, Bond's a naval officer. John Wick, Baba Yaga. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, after tonight's show, I'm gonna go finish Golden or, I, or go, finish the game Goldeneye. Fuck it, dude. You wanna hear something bullshit? I get to the end of the level, I walk out, thought I beat it, I forgot to do one objective. I was so upset with myself. Ah, oh, dude, that's fuck. Yeah, that fucking blows. Eh, it's a first world problem. I've been having fun with it though. That's good, man. That's good. Yeah, I love gaming, folks. Follow us on WCBS Gaming on Twitch. I have a four. I said I was going to beat Goldeneye in forty-five minutes. I did it in forty-nine minutes and twenty-two seconds. You guys can go over there and watch that on Twitch. And I'm going to produce some more Twitch content for you guys. Let me know what you want to see. Uh, do you want to see my many attempts at Goldeneye and how I've been having trouble trying to get through fucking uh, Control? Let me know. Shoot us an email: worldclassbs@mail.com. The best mail. Dot com. I was waiting for Dion to wake up. Um, so, Nick, <laughs> is there anything you'd like to say to the audience before we put this baby to bed? Uh, no, man. Free Ayo, because uh, Dion's asleep. He's not. Okay. Uh, folks, Kendo will be back next week. He was just uh, ill. So, send your messages back to Coach Kendo, any historical questions you have, and see if you can stump Coach Kendo. Now, Kendo does not Google these things, and... Uh, no, he doesn't. No, because you'll yeah. you'll hear him like as soon as he reads the question, like he'll just rattle it off because he's just that fucking good. So make sure you guys try to stump Coach Kendo. He's a history buff. He knows history of the world, history of sports. He's a pretty smart guy. One day he'll be Doctor Kendo. So yeah. make sure you guys listen to WCBS when we get to the end of Doctor Kendo. 
So, folks, I'll be back with a new video in a couple of, uh, actually next time, so be on the lookout for Saturday for that. And uh, make sure you guys go back and check out our content. We have a bunch on the channel with over a thousand videos, and there's hundreds of them on the membership program. So, guys, we're going to add more content. Be on the lookout for that. But until then, folks, uh, be smart, be safe, be cool, but always be excellent to each other. Dot com. Yeah.